to another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of the imagination, immaturity, and dick jokes. Your next stop, the NTS Zone. One sneeze away from Down syndrome. <laughs> Excited by Manny's IMAX onion ring, Craig smiles. <laughs> <once>. <laughs> I actually drove tonight just so I'd made sure I have a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good for you, Dave. God. All right, and welcome back to Needless to Say. I'm Brad, and I'm here with three guys who call Halloween free delivery day. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Not much, man. Same shit. Yeah. Same shit. That's it. It's, ho- it's fucking Halloween season. It's fucking Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, and I was attacked in my house with, by a knife this week. <laughs> no joke. Well, let's right, hear well, about your week. I was going to say, I guess Dave goes first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just saying, like, it just dawned on me, like, well, th- this kind of fits. But yeah, no, my <laughs> my wife was making her lunch. She was cutting up tomatoes and stuff, and, and I was in the kitchen, and the smoke detector went off. She was cooking something else. And she jumped, but when she jumped, she turned with the knife in her hand as I was walking behind her, and she was like, "Ah!" and it, like, all, like, almost like grazed my belly. I was like, "Son of a bitch! What the hell?" <laughs> What's a spooky, eerie, fun way to say not an accident? Right? Yeah. But like, like, ooh, ooh, that was close. Opportunity yeah. struck. Yeah. But it legit, it just scared. Like it caught. Like you know when you can tell someone just jumps, and they just react. That's yeah. exactly what happened. But she turned. Yeah. She I'm, she had the paperwork for your life insurance yeah. policy on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Some lawyer on speakerphone just listening. Yeah, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I almost got stabbed in my kitchen. But uh, uh, other than that, I um, had an interesting start to the week. I spent Saturday or Sunday morning. I buried the electrical line from my shed to the uh, to the house in the box. Nice. So like I dug a trench and buried everything. Yep. As I'm doing it, like I've got my flat shovel, and I'm just like, you know how you push it in the ground, then you jump on it to get a goat all the way in. I did that, and I hit a rock, and just <laughs> now listen, it, it hit a rock, and my right knee, which isn't very good, just said, "I'm gonna keep going to the right." Ah. Uh. So my knee went towards the house. I fell to the right. Now you guys know my yard's on a little tilt. Yeah, a little tilt. <laughs> so, so I hit the rock. My knee goes to the right. I follow it. I'm still holding the handle of the shovel, which goes flying up in the air over my head. And I start somersaulting towards the house, holding a shovel with my right leg flailing in an angle that it shouldn't be. So I'm leaving divots every three and a half feet in the grass while the shovel's just trenching out ahead of me where it shouldn't be. <laughs> 
and I finally got to the part where it leveled off at my stone wall, and I popped up like nothing happened. Yeah, like I stood up like I was Mary like, Poppins, like, like, hey, and I put the yeah. shovel down like yeah. it was a cane. I was like, ha! You try to play it cool and right. shit, like, like around me. Sure you look around, yeah. 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 Anybody see me? Like I was with fucking Cary Grant doing a tap number. You know what I mean? Like ta da, done. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked around. And I realized, well, it's eight thirty in the morning. No one else is up. No one saw that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I go back to work. I'm like, all right, my knee. It was a little like, a little sore. You know how like, yeah. you sprain your ankle? If you walk it off, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I just kept working, uh, and I finished the whole trench, did everything else. <laughs> the next morning, I woke up, my knee looked like a fucking balloon. Oh yeah! I, like I went to bend it, and all it was just like, "Nope, your Squ- peg leg today." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're having a week as a pirate, all, all squishy and shit. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking awful. I'm like, well, glad I got that done. Yeah. So you know, the more you use it throughout, as the day goes on, it got easier and easier. But yeah, um, at some point in the morning, I got to take a shit. So I go in the bathroom and I go to I go to sit and my knee's like, hey, guess what, dummy? You're yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> so I got halfway down to the toilet before I realized this. And I'm like, oh no. The wall is right there. I'm stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I look like I should have been like like selling prawns in the South Vietnam on the street <laughs> off the because I was just crouching in front of my toilet. Selling in a wooden prawns. wheelchair. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like you know how you see like the street vendors they just crouch with pans in front of them? Like that's yeah. what it looked like. Like I'm stuck like this. I guess I'm just shitting on the tile and hopefully the grout has been sealed. <laughs> So good week. So great week. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that was it. I was like, yeah. Once my knee got better, my wife tried to stab me. She's like, well, the shovel didn't yeah. work. So you ran the wire to the shed, huh? Ran it out to the shed. Nice, right? All yeah. set. Is All it- I have to do is put the fucking breaker in. I just oh, need my nice. wife to leave the house for fifteen minutes so I can shut the power off. Uh, <laughs> Every get opportunity. Up I'm like, she's sleeping. Uh, well, well I, I mean, get up before she wakes up. While I she's thought sleeping. about. I thought about that, and and the other thing was. A couple days ago, every Thursday, Aria has dance class. So she goes and picks her up from school, brings her over to dance. I'm like, all right, perfect. She'll do that. I'll shut the house down, set it up. She comes downstairs. She's like, so you're bringing Aria to dance today since you're not having teaching class? And I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I yes. guess I'll wire it some other day. You ever, you ever think about the word no? You've met my wife. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried it before. I almost caught a steak knife in the belly when she was cutting tomatoes. <laughs> I would like to see the unstoppable force meet the immovable eye. Yeah. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> no, it was one of those things like, I don't have to do it now. Like, I don't need electricity in my shed now. I do. I would like to go see like Ari do her little dance class. You know? But I was yeah. just like, we have, it's just a routine. Yeah. In my head, I had a plan. I hadn't told Rayanne about the plan. All the knees like, just- were bending. Did you get jealous? <laughs> Yeah. All those kids shit normally that day. Well, they're three and four. I wouldn't bet on it. I, I wouldn't bet. Yeah, no. One of them hit the tile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they wear tutus, not because they're cute, but because they're like mud flaps on trucks. Yeah. That's what you had to do. Yeah. You had to do it in shifts. Tutus. Tutus. Oh, oh, but that's the thing. Like normally, I would just get like like frustrated. I'm like, what the hell? But like, I made this plan in my head. I was just like, when she leaves to get Aria, I'll shut the power shut, off, do yeah. this because it'll take me ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I'll get it all done. When she comes back, everything's good, yeah. right? But then she came down and suggested this to me, and I have no reason to not go do that, other than I had this plan in my head that I didn't share with her. So I can be like, yeah. Well, what the hell? I wanted to do this because her response will be, I didn't know. 
Which is which is right. Which she didn't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I you know, so I try not to get frustrated about stuff like that because it doesn't have to be done right then. Yeah, it, it can wait. So it's gonna wait. That's it. Let's yep. check it in November and see how things are going. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, that was that was my week, man. There was you, not much else. Did to... you use just the ground wire that yeah. I told you? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? That wire is awesome. It's yeah. Thick. I went to like cut the ends off. I'm like, fuck. like I need like a potato yeah. peeler to get through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it was insane, nuts. but no, nah, yeah. I, I get everything all set up. Yeah, the shed's works. all wired, and yeah, I just gonna plug it in basically. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll see. It's one of those I'm gonna like tell Rand like, hey, I got it all set up. There's a fire extinguisher at the top of the stairs. So grab Wait, that and stand yeah. on the patio. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. can see if there's a spark in the house or in the shed. Mm. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's it. If the lights come on and go right back off, run downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm flipping the breaker with like the end of a broom handle. Yeah. <laughs> seven feet away. Watch out for the pumps on step three. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. But, uh, Brad, yeah, how was, was your week? That was it. Yeah, man. Uh, travel sucks. <clears throat> and for a change, it's not my travel. But it still affected me because of fucking Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was going to say COVID, didn't you? Right, yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because of fucking Armenia. Them greasy bastards. Honestly, the Italians are telling them to button up their shirts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know what that thing is on that chain of yours. Would you pray to it or fucking piss on it? I don't know. <laughs> you can grab that thing. Fucking Indiana Jones can find where the fucking ark is. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of her bosses could hold that thing up to the sun and turn into She-Ra, Princess yeah, of Power. Yeah. It's like shrubbery that grew around a sundial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these fucking twats, right? So <laughs> Melissa gets booked for an early flight, which is good if you're heading out west. No big deal, right? Right. But... At 4 o'clock in the morning, the Uber that she booked three days earlier canceled. And so I get that nudge on the shoulder. Hey, Brad, I don't want to alarm you, but there's a pretty good chance the Uber's not coming. I'm like, did the driver ever reach out to you during this three-day span that we just endured? <laughs> oh, no. Was he supposed to? So I drove to the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I leave the kids at home because when you know children who are not used to being left alone wake up and their parents are gone, it's not a good look. But we did it anyway, and I abandoned my kids. And then we drove up to TF Green Airport. Were you bank- banking on the fact that they would just sleep through it and you'd get home before they woke up? That was the goal, except that's not what happened. No, it's funny. Oh. It sucks <laughs> driving to TF Green at 4 in the morning, huh? Oh, why? Because you took me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you took me to the bus station. Secondly, you had been up for three hours playing no. Xbox with your sister. <laughs> I, had t- I, had t- <laughs> I took you to the bus station, I think, at midnight one time. And no, I, no, you no, picked me up at midnight. I picked one time. you up at midnight. Yeah. And then you, I also p- you also took me at six. That was as yeah, early it as it was. The, it was the train station. It was yeah, the train, was train station. station. Yeah, you never took me to the airport. airport. Yeah, that's right. But I took her to the airport at four. I didn't mind doing it, but I knew something was amiss. If the Uber got canceled, then something else was going to get canceled. And at exit 10, which, ironically enough, is the exit for the airport, I she gets a text going, wait, my flight's canceled? So Aww. I abandoned my wife like I abandoned my children. And I left <laughs> her to be groped and molested by all the fucking arriving passengers. <laughs> And she sat there for five and a half hours uh, while they got her on another flight. Wow. Just to go to Las Vegas. Now, that's this is the food capital of the world. 
Yeah. Las Vegas has more options than anywhere in the world. My vegan wife is literally like in a stockyard. She's <laughs> surrounded by nothing but meat. Meat, yeah. She has been back in her room at 5.30 in the afternoon, Western time, Pacific time, every day, has not gambled one dime, has not bought one thing. She has had a miserable time out there. And why? Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I, at this point, you know, go turkey. Go turkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In other news. It is I, almost oh, Thanksgiving. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're about to have a genocide on Turkey, yeah. just like they did to the Armenian. Um, I found a beer that hurts me and those around me, and I'm drinking it now. <laughs> nice. Super. It is UFO Boarding Pass IPA. You've seen me drink it before. Yeah, what I've you don't normally do is stick around for the after effects. Yeah. The things that this thing makes me do. Oh. The smells I make. <laughs> yeah. The sounds I make. The way my dog won't approach me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about certain IPAs is they will ruin your morning. This one and everyone else is around but, you. Yeah, yeah. But this one is eight dollars a four pack. Yeah. So I soldier through. Yeah. In the name of end results. I farted myself awake. I had a dream I was farting and then farted myself awake. Oh my god. By the way, all of uh, Rayanne's friends that liked me, you don't anymore because I'm fucking disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> It's cheap, though, and I suffer from my art. That's why I share it with our audience. I suffer from my art. <laughs> <laughs> my Toilet is your canvas. <laughs> I just left non-fungible tokens all over our septic. <laughs> uh, what else, Picasso? I got yeah. one more thing, and this one, because we don't do headlines anymore, but I wanted to shout out. Fuck Ikea. Because this week they decided that we've all been pronouncing it wrong. Dumb Americans. Come and eat our meatballs, which are not even fucking Swedish. No. No, they're yeah. they're like Turkish. Yeah, they're I'm, fucking... I'm staring at a Swede right now. Yeah. He knows. No, those, those aren't the right meatballs. They're not even close. No. They eat reindeer. Yeah. But tis the season. They eat reindeer, he says. But fuck it. Ikea decided this week that their name is actually pronounced Ikaya. And that everybody in America has been doing this wrong. Look it up. This is a headline. I'm not saying that. I'm never going to say that. No, no. It's Ikea. That's it. And your furniture sucks. I'm tired of walking into your store and being acting like I'm online at Disney World. Okay, I want to be able to go backwards and shop for something that I passed, but you can't because it's a line. If I buy your furniture and you give me a wrench... I don't fucking want it. Yeah. (laughs) Like If you hand me my fucking couch and a fucking socket set, I'm good. Ikea. It would be great on their instructions. Words. Yeah. 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 In English. I love the one that has the exclamation point. Like it it says, don't do this. But they don't say don't. It's just an exclamation point. Like I'm supposed to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm supposed to hear somebody going, no. No. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Swedish bastards. I I hope you all fly to Armenia. (laughs) So fuck them. Matt, how was your week? (laughs) Please tell me there's an Armenian involved in your tree cutting. I've been listening to a lot of Armenian metal lately. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're uh, all hailing that thing on the necklace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a pretty uneventful week. and I, I really had nothing. Um, up until today, I had a little tidbit that made me laugh. Um, my groundman that I work with now, he, I don't think he likes metal. 
at all. <laughs> Music. Wait, because the, the Pokemon chaser doesn't like metal? No. And uh, so I I constantly blast it in the morning. It wakes me up. It gets me going. It gets me fucking like amped to work. You know what I mean? Yep. So I... You're like, the, God! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the volume goes up to 40 yeah. on my... Um, on the CD player or whatever, the radio that's in the truck. And so I'm always on 40. And like, as soon as he gets in the truck, he's like immediately putting his earbuds in to his phone. And the, uh, today, the, uh, the last two days, the auxiliary cord he's like, that I, I have too many letters to the Corinthians. <laughs> he's going to keep hearing them. <laughs> we haven't even got to the book of revelations yet. But, um, no, uh, the last two days, the uh, because I plug, I have two phones. I have my work phone and I have my personal phone, and I play all my music through my work phone. My work phone has the auxiliary cord that you plug in to there, and then you plug into the radio. That's how I use it in my truck, and um, the auxiliary start. You know the the cords they start to go after a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I had it, <laughs> I had it in the last two days. It started to go. So what happens is, is the driver side speakers like totally stop working. Just the passenger. <laughs> <laughs> so I am like blasting it, and I'm like trying to fix it He's while I'm driving. And he doesn't like the he doesn't like the music as it is. Like I can tell he hasn't said anything about it, but I can tell he doesn't like it. But now I'm like full blast, and it's just coming out of his side. <laughs> hey man, that's what happens, you know? Yeah, you're I, the low man on the totem pole. No, I'm not saying, not saying anything bad about him. I'm just saying. Matt's got seniority. You got seniority. That's it. I mean, it's, fucking deal with it. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm driving. I get to fucking I get to do what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to listen to fucking I don't know Japanese anime metal, then you <laughs> can do that. Ramp those your headphones own. and pop them in. It's like do 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 do. What does he listen to? Do you know? I have no idea. But uh, he started listening to the podcast since he's been working with me because I he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he's a really good worker and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but does he love Jesus? No, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but he. Um, he, Bring uh, me your wig. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> Which is every song. Oh my god, that would be a great song. Week in review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! But uh, no, he he's a, he's a good guy. But um, no, but he, there was a but. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hold on, I lost my train of thought. You're saying he listens to the show. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah he oh, okay. Show. Okay. Okay. He listens to the show now. So we're listening to last week's episode, and I know that we all go in on fucking the Pokemon shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, how's he gonna take this? You know? And I'm like, fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> so I turn it he's up. He's gonna take it all in his right ears. How he's gonna? He, take it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. 14 hit points yeah. right to the ear. So, <laughs> so I'm playing it, and Craig, Craig immediately goes in on Pokemon and shit, and we'll listen to it. He goes, he goes, wait. He goes, are you making fun of me right now? And, yeah. I, and I just looked at him, and I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he started laughing. He was oh, a dude, great yeah. sport about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. You know Great. what I mean? Which was cool. That's good. That tracks. Yeah. What's it, his name? Kyle. He's a good, he's a very, Kyle, like Kyle, I said. Kyle, thank you for listening. 
and uh, embrace Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> so funny. Matt's obsession with Christian death metal is fucking amazing to me. <laughs> Take out your ear pods and love God. <laughs> I don't have an obsession with Christian metal. I just like the sound. <laughs> I don't even know what they're singing yeah, about. It sounds like salvation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Matt's accidentally saving his soul. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know it. Yeah. You're going to get to the gates of heaven and go, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While you guys are in hell, yeah. I'm fucking laughing at you. <laughs> He's up there with Phineas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. So that was it. Yeah, that was, that was it. all that I was had. Week. Yeah. Uh, How shit. was your week, Craig? Uh, not too bad. Uh, it was very. Nothing happened other than just normal work, editing up until last night. How's your back? Uh, better. A lot better. Oh, that's. But I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Just wait a oh. week. Or two. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be one of those episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, a lot better. Um, it, it, like I was already feeling better Friday. I was wearing the brace and stuff. By by like Monday, I was good. When I got up for work, I was good. I and I paid attention to what I was doing. You know what I mean. But it was a boring being and a half of the week. Then last night I went um and ran the audio and video and lights for the Chuck and Brad podcast. They did their show at the Rhode Island uh, Comedy Connection. Yeah. So I went there, did that. Um. It was a, you know they had a bunch of comedians on before them and stuff and it was that was a lot of fun. Um, we had a good time. They put on a great show. It was it was fun. And then got up this morning and got dressed, went to work. Now Fran had been doing laundry all weekend, you know, like doing all this stuff. So I get I get dressed this morning, go to work, and full like I don't know, like you know when you feel something and you're like oh like what is that like behind like something's brushing like i'm wearing shorts like yep. cargo shorts at work so like i kept feeling something like brushing on my leg but i keep every time i turned around i didn't see anything so i'm like all right what the fuck whatever so i'm working doing stuff and i'm walking through this customer's house and do, you know the whole time doing talking to the people whatever so either you and shit or split your no, pants. What, what, I thought, what I thought happened was it was like a string. I thought it was like a string or thread hanging from my pants. Yeah. And so I was just like, I'm like, whatever. It's a, that's, so, the, that's the Craig precursor to child endangerment. So about <laughs> now. So about, oh no! At one point, I put my hand like on the crack of my ass of my pants to make sure it wasn't ripped because it felt it was like heavier than just a thread. I'm like, all right, what what the fuck is going on? And I'm like feeling around and feel. So then I was like, then I'm like, oh, I think it's my pocket is just fucked up inside my shorts, right? So Adam, a little while later, goes, dude, um, I think your like your mask is hanging outside of your pocket, like you know, yeah. the COVID mask thing. Yeah. So I go outside, I go, I fucking grab it, I, it tears off the velcro in the back of my back pocket. It's my wife's black thong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just the string was hanging out. I've been walking around all day with my wife's thong dangling out of my fucking back pocket. That's awesome. Talking to customers, hanging out. 
I would have totally wiped my nose with it just to make it seem yeah. like a normal oh, no, thing. Yeah. I, I took it out and I was like, oh, my mask. And I rolled it up and put it in my front pocket. <laughs> like, I could have put it on like a mask. <laughs> it would have worked. This is one of those super thin. Like a Bane mask. It would have just went over the top of my head like a triangle over my mouth and nose with a string going across the top of my head, too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I've been doing floors since before I was a man. I've been working all day. <laughs> I get my mess from Dr. Flossy. You don't want this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Is that yeah. an N95? <laughs> and then but you uh, could see Craig's lip hair in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, I just got the shivers. Yeah. But that was pretty much, I mean, that was pretty much it. After that, like th- like I said, Thursday, I had a good time last night and did Wait, all this shit. What did give you the shivers? His actual lips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty much I did, uh, that was my week. and I. But I did do the same thing I did last year. I fucked up. Every year we write last stories. Last year. You could have said last week, yesterday, yeah, yeah. today. Pick I a did, day. I did the same thing I did last year, though. I we write a story every year. We we start writing scripts for Halloween. We you know? did it once. No, no, yeah. but I mean, but it was went, a big. But, but it's but it, we and you know we decided it, to do it again. Write our own again. little horror it's, stories. It's but, annual. Yeah, now. Yeah, and now if you listen to last week's episode, Craig jumped the gun. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. it's because he didn't know the assignment. He said <laughs> yeah. actually, and then he told us a story about how he dropped out of school, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Based on true events. Yeah. But anyway, I did what I did last year and I fucking I started writing the story. I had the idea last week. Yeah. Then Tuesday I started writing it. And then today I got home from work and fucking deleted it and totally wrote a whole different story. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> which made me late. Yeah. Which I showed up late about a half hour tonight. Um and that was that was actually due to like printing and stuff, like trying to get everything all squared away. But I did it. And uh, so uh, I believe yeah. that's a that's a microaggression against technology, and it I don't appreciate it. And it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you say? You think you we ready to do the stories? We have we have one more story this year too. We have Matt now that's, that's adding yeah, his end. For the yeah. love of Christ, we are not building this up. Give me some goddamn music. Since he's the new guy, and because he cried like a bitch about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this here's Brad trying to get ahead of whatever you wrote. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He's, he's not I, gonna I, like it. I, I, I'm not gonna like any of this, and you're gonna hate mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I already know what's coming. I said to Rand, I'm like, I'm walk, going to Brad's for a three hour, uh, like a uh, barrage of. Fat oh, jokes. just, just, yeah. just get the extender and buckle up. Yep. No. <laughs> I, yeah. There I, it is. I actually, I actually drove tonight. Just so I made sure I have a ride home. <laughs> it's not going to be good for you, Dave. God damn it. All right, motherfucker, let's dance. All Matt? Right. All right, Matt, int- introduce your story. Okay. So I see this hack script. 
Very so, unprofessional, no. but I get it. I, Craig, I, I see how it works. Craig, please shut up. You have no basis to speak on <laughs> anything after your pathetic attempt last week. Oh, that wasn't an attempt at it. That was just a Craig's busting your balls about a hack script. He printed the same cover sheet that he used last year. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. So mine is called, I know what you didn't do last summer based on imagined events. <laughs> 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 okay, right, right. so you guys can understand. I, the C is Craig, the B is Brad, yeah, yeah, the D. Yep. Okay, so okay. Wait, one more time. <laughs> <coughs> the sun rises on what is expected to be a beautiful, warm day in the small town of Warren, Rhode Island. Birds chirp as you can hear the waves crashing along the shore in the distance. People gleefully walk along the bike path outside of Craig's house as he prepares for a summer party celebrating his friends. He frantically runs around trying to get everything ready because he is constantly ill-prepared. His, his wife, Fran, routinely reminds him of what a shitbag he is, and she does so with just cause. As he is being vehemently ridiculed and burying himself in his own self-doubt, the guys walk through the gate. It's Matt, Dave, and Brad along with all their kids. Brad looks distracted as he stares at Craig's setup with sheer contempt in his eyes. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the party. Sorry I didn't have time for a more elaborate festivities. I was driving Brad all around the state for his errands because he, he cut a fingernail too short and stole it, inhibiting his ability to drive. I'll try, I'll try to be a good friend. Craig? I think everyone is tired of hearing your bullshit. This party already sucks. <laughs> Craig slowly bows his head in reluctant shame, knowing he's worked tirelessly to no avail. Craig thought his friends would see what his wife had not. Imaginative joy. They did not. <laughs> nah, man, this is fine. As long as there's beer. Hey, Dave, that's a cool plaid shirt. Looks like it fits you well, too. Where'd you get it? Oh, thanks, man. I recently grew out of shirts from the big and not that tall store, so, so I started buying fabric wholesale and bringing it to the same place I get my boat winterized. They do a fantastic job mending by the square yard. Being grossly obese isn't nearly as bad when you can save a buck. The guys, the guys silently acknowledge Dave being morbidly overweight with a quick glance to each other. A light chuckle is induced, and then a lightning quick feeling of sorrow, then chuckling again. <laughs> the guys move into the backyard where Brad examines Craig's shingles. Dude, is that cedar? Really hope it's not because I'm allergic to cedar. Yeah, this really looks like cedar. Oh, fuck this party. It's not cedar, Brad. It's composite material. I made sure not to get cedar because I'm aware of the many thousands of allergies you have. You won't find anything here that would further weaken your already fragile body. You see, this is why I'm such a good friend. How many calzones can I have? <laughs> With a broken, defeated half-smile, Craig acknowledges Dave. Just save some for the kids, Dave. Fuck those kids. Dibs on those four platters. <laughs> Dave, with reckless abandon, <laughs> hammers through a platter of greasy chicken wings. The starving children cry out in sheer terror. <laughs> Tears stream down their faces as their bellies grumble with emptiness. As he casts aside the bones, the children wrestle each other for the opportunity to suckle on the scraps. 
<laughs> Matt, Brad, Matt, Brad, and Craig look on in amazement as Dave lays waste to most of the nourishment set aside for the party goers. Thanks, man. That was good. You ready to tap that keg? Hell yeah. Let's do it. What kind of beer did you get? Oh, glad you asked. The liquor store was actually sold out of... What the fuck, Craig? They didn't have sterile IPA? You know the one that's brewed in the foothills of northwestern New Zealand? No, Brad. I'm really sorry. I tried getting it everywhere, but no one in Rhode Island is willing to sell beer that four people drink worldwide. Sometimes I don't even know why I keep you around, man. Craig tries to power through the merciless taunting and complaining. He reminisces about the time his Uncle Ray threw his new boombox into the ocean, <laughs> thinking it will surely get the unruly crowd back on his side. And the best part Shut up, was- Craig! I like that story better the first 6,000 times you told it. Craig pops a blood vessel in his eyes. He starts shaking uncontrollably. His mannerisms are erratic, to say the least. Holy shit, Craig! Are you okay? I'm not sure, man. I don't know what's... Reminds me of that time at work when my growlman had a seizure <laughs> and I tried to put my wallet in his... Craig explodes into unbridled rage. It seems the many years of indentured servitude to his so-called friends has finally gotten to him. <laughs> Blood shoots out of every orifice on his changing body. His muscles engorge with deep red blood, growing them to three times their size. His pants completely explode off his body, exposing his still miniature boy-sized testicles. <laughs> The the kids stop their terrified crying to briefly laugh. The laughter only excels Craig's transformation into the stuff of nightmares. He zeroes in on Brad. Brad runs to hide behind his own panicked children. (laughs) Here, almighty Craig, take these innocent children as my humble sacrifice. Craig, no longer having any sort of conscience, begins to tear Brad's kids limb from limb, (laughs) devouring their flesh and bone in complete ecstasy. Brad, now feeling Demon Craig is satisfied with his incredibly selfish offering, begins to feel safe and even superior to the beast. Hey, Demon Craig. I actually just realized I forgot my Benadryl at home and I'm getting a bit of a sinus headache, so I may have to bail. (laughs) Demon Craig wildly looks up and stops what he's doing. His face covered in the blood of innocent children, he replies. Hey, I think I actually have some of the generic version inside the house. No, appreciate the thought, but I'm actually more of a name brand kind of guy. (laughs) Demon Craig tears Brad's head off his shoulders with a swift and somewhat annoyed swipe. (laughs) Oh my God, Craig, what have you done? Demon Craig immediately turns his attention to Dave, who appears to be organizing Craig's shed in some kind of act of penance for being a terrible friend for so long. Craig rips the extension cords out of Dave's hand and begins to beat him with them. Dave immediately soils himself, only to add embarrassment to a truly terrifying situation. Matt scurries under the picnic table, gripped with paralyzing fear. Dave was jealous. He had already lost anything remotely resembling a grip when the 12 pounds of food he ate earlier exploded into his underwear in a truly spectacular display. Matt, Matt, help me. I've always known you to be twice the man I am, and right now I'm in peril. (laughs) 
<laughs> Matt feels powerless to stop Demon Craig. And thinking about it, he hasn't really enjoyed Dave's company all that much over the years anyway. <laughs> Demon Craig bites into Dave's thigh and begins to savor the top choice sirloin. He eats and eats, yet it seems there is no end to Dave's succulent fat reserves. <laughs> While Demon Craig engorges himself, Matt has a wave of euphoria wash over him. He has an idea, and more than that, he has faith. He runs to the stereo and turns the dial to Christian metal. Volume turned all the way up, he begins to levitate above the ground. He rises in godlike fashion to the sounds of wailing guitars and double bass drum lines. A flash of light blinds everyone momentarily. Visibility slowly clears up and Matt appears clad in a heavenly robe, donning a golden trident. (laughs) Demon Craig, I command you cease eating Dave's endless cache of blubber and face me. Craig stubbornly looks up just after tearing through the ass of Dave's tattered, soiled jeans. You will die too. But why, Craig? Haven't you spilled enough blood today? I now crave the blood of an extremely handsome, charming, and youthful young man such as yourself. And I won't stop until... That actually reminds me of this time. (laughs) Silence! (laughs) I will slay you where you float! (laughs) Then... Then you will meet your end today, demon. The battle between good and evil begins. Craig hurls his disfigured and disgusting body towards Matt's toward Matt's chiseled impeccable physique. Craig lets out a whiny bitch-like war cry. <laughs> Matt confidently laughs as Craig hastily approaches. With one powerful blow, Matt impales Demon Craig with his trident showing obvious superior talent. (laughs) Still stuck on the trident, he raises Craig above his head and uses his eye lasers to inviscerate the rest of Craig's pathetic, meek body. Now confident his angel status has been achieved, Matt looks to the heavens to speak to God. In the distance, a voice grows louder and louder. It sounds like singing, but by someone incredibly devoid of any talent whatsoever. (laughs) A figure emerges. It's Bob Dylan. (laughs) Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Please tell me you're not God. I am, and I only have one requirement for you to become an angel. You must. Matt doesn't let him finish before thrusting his trident through the so-called God's heart. Bob Dylan shrieks, which sounds eerily similar to his singing voice. (laughs) Matt drops the blood-soaked trident and lights up a cigarette. To add insult to injury, he tells a dying Bob Dylan that Reuben Hurricane Carter would probably had won his appeal had Paul McCartney taken up his cause instead. (laughs) He then flicks the half-smoked butt in Bob Dylan's face. Don't Stop Believing by Journey erupts into the stereo speakers as he slow walks through the carnage into a fading sunset, looking cool as fuck. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Bravo. All right. Well, have a good night, folks. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 
fantastic. That was fucking awesome. Oh, you know what's great? Brad said he would go next. Yeah. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to follow him today, and he goes, okay. And then I followed him. Oh, that was, dude, well done. But I want to get ahead of whatever's next. And so. Matt made the right call, driving himself tonight. Yep. He'd be walking his skinny ass home to Winsocket if he had. The children suckle on the scraps. <laughs> Damn it. I like I just tossed my kids out there because, you know, ripped from the headlines. <laughs> I don't want to be the Sally Struthers of this group. I don't want to. I formatted the fuck out of this thing. Uh, well, okay, so I'm narrating. I'm not in it as Brad, but I'm in it three times. All right. I do a lot of talking in this one. That's the joke. All right. I do it, you know, whatever. All right, so that was the new guy story. Well done, Matt. Well, very well, well done. done. Thank you. So we'll, awesome. we'll go for the, the new unseasoned guy to the, the professional writer of the group. <laughs> right? I think it's a this nice transition. Yeah. I, right? pr- I appreciate the gesture, and this is why I shouldn't be. What? <laughs> Come on, man. Welcome <laughs> to Sackload of Sin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Our scene opens in the, needless to say, offices right in the break room. We have a break room. <laughs> we have an office. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. A frazzled, naturally horrific looking man, Craig, sits hunched at a table, <laughs> breathing heavily. Steam rises from a mug of coffee, bathing his god beaten face. Traumatized, he inhales the aroma, bringing the mug to his swollen lip for a painful gulp. Life hasn't been the same since me, Matt, and Dave got divorced. <laughs> I remember it well. The three of us came out publicly on the exact same weekend. Needless to say, that was a weird episode. And sadly, we had to cut Brad from the show. And our circle of friends, because he stayed married and straight, he simply didn't fit in any longer. Giggity. <laughs> but after last night, life will never be the same again. From off screen, a hand reaches out and slaps Craig's back. Speak of the devil. Where? Where? Craig panics, spills his coffee all over the table, and stares up at Matt, who is wearing an outfit that shows he's never seen the inside of an office. (laughs) (laughs) Craig's eyes nervously dart around the room. No sign of Satan, just Matt and Dave, who himself looks like that closeted redneck who got lost in the woods last year. He grins and nudges them both. Jeez, you weren't kidding. Must have been some night. You look like shit. What the fuck happened after we left the bar? Matt and Dave sit. Craig grabs some paper towels and tends to the spilled coffee. His hands shake as he mops it up. Matt told me about the score you made at the bar, stud. I'ma need some details. Ever since we made our obvious long overdue coming out announcement, we're not getting nearly as many good stories. (laughs) Huh? What? Nah, come on, guys. Not now. I got no sleep at all. I can't imagine replaying last night over in my head. You didn't sleep? Now we got to hear this. Don't pull any punches. I need you to offer all the details and clarity we deserve. You know, like our dear President Biden, whenever he's bringing unity on the microphone. (laughs) Craig tries to leave, but Matt and Dave form a wall and block him in. They move as he moves. Well, not Dave, because, you know, physics. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, just let me fuck. Fine, you assholes. Fuck fine, assholes? Sounds like the recipe for a perfect evening. (laughs) Craig huffs and sits back down. He throws the paper towel wad and misses worse than Jason Tatum (laughs) next to an 18-foot wide rim. You're not going to believe me, though. 
We've seen you hunt hotties before. You're probably right. Come on. Matt and Dave flip their chairs around and lean in to listen, shit-eating grins lining their face. Craig fingers his empty mug, sighs hard, and reflects. <laughs> this might actually be therapeutic. Here it goes. So this sweet thang, <laughs> and I left the bar. His name was Manny. <laughs> Scene cuts to the previous night. Craig's apartment. Don't worry, I won't bite, kid. A curvaceous beauty, Manny, is just the right type for Craig. Not only is he exceedingly squishy, but he is always the same height, no matter how you position him. <laughs> Manny clearly feels the passion as he leads into this night by slamming Craig into the wall. He then smashes his lips into Craig's. No grace. This isn't lovemaking. This is fucking. <laughs> Craig drunkenly gropes at him, then drops a set of keys. He kneels down to pick them up when, thump, something slams against the door from inside, causing Craig to topple over. He stares at the door in confusion. Manny tries to help him, but fails in the process, laughing hysterically. They roll around and kiss some more until the thumping noise picks up in rapid progression, and a bright light illuminates the entire doorframe. Haunting screams fill the apartment. Craig and Manny sit on the floor in shock, eyes transfixed on the door. A faint no can be heard. The door flies open, releasing a black cloud of smoke, which engulfs Manny and forcefully smacks him clean against the opposing wall. The door slams shut, and all is calm. Manny stands, brushes off, seemingly no worse for wear. Craig and Manny look at each other confused. What the hell was that? Then Craig cracks up. Manny snorts, then burps. They're too wasted and horny to see the evil right in front of them. <laughs> Office break room. Matt and Dave already show signs of boredom. Uh-huh, great. So you banged his plump ass against a wall? Then what? That's not even what I said. Anyway, get to my apartment. Craig flicks the light on his place as a wreck, even by his standards. <laughs> Clothes on the floor, food left out, bed not made. At least he painted the spare bedroom instead of waiting 19 years like at his old place. Did you get robbed, kid? Craig's eyes race back and forth, searching for a reply. A lot of evil people out there. Manny isn't even listening. He's more distant than before, disheveled, blinking rapidly. He points to a bathroom. I'm going to go get my Evinrude cranking. <clears throat> and you're probably going to need protection, kid, because I got all the Rias. Dia, Ghana. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking crime scene down there. I don't see any reason to start this relationship with a lie. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, so Craig tears open a bedside drawer and rips an unopened box of condoms in half. Manny tries to wink, but his eyelid skin is too heavy. So he enters the bathroom and closes the door. Back to the break room. Matt and Dave look at a clock on the wall. Get to the action already. Break's almost over. I'm working on a speech for Nancy Pelosi and don't have time to waste. <laughs> I am. So Manny's in the bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear him moaning and groaning. Here we go. Matt, this might make your pants even tighter than TikToks of Chuck Schumer. <laughs> Back in Craig's apartment, Craig smells his moist sheets for 20 to 25 brief minutes. <laughs> Shrugs and throws them back on the bed, then freezes at the sound of a bellowing groan. <laughs> Manny, uh, did I forget the flush? Thump. Mm, a sloshy wet sound. 
As soon as he hears the wet sound, Craig smiles wide, rips off his shirt, and jumps on the bed. <laughs> That's when the night went to hell. Manny came out of the bathroom, and he looked terrifying. Manny's hair is a fiery, turd-colored mess, <laughs> and there's a yellowish, sickly tint to his skin. His clothes are ripped to shreds, easily covering the bulge underneath the girth. Before he can even process what's in front of him, Manny jumps on top of Craig and sticks his tongue down his throat. He doesn't know whether to be turned on or freaked out, but Craig rolls with it. Shit really started to heat up. He caresses Manny's back and retracts his hand to the sound of a sizzle. Just to be sure, he tries again. Sizzle. One more time can hurt. Sizzle. Check that. Yes, it can. Manny's eyes begin to glow blood red. He stares at Craig with a possessed gaze and smiles demonically. Maybe I should be on top. Oh. <laughs> Craig yelps as Manny grabs his wrists and wrestles him down with ease. He slaps Craig's weird balls exactly six times, <laughs> then laughs psychotically. Break room. The guys are hanging on Craig's every word as he pours a fresh mug of coffee. Man, he's so hot, he's literally scalding my flesh. <laughs> Tabasco, for sure. I like it on Scrapple. <laughs> and on my ground, man. Hey, ever eat Scrapple and your groundman at the same time? God damn, it's hot. I work alone and still hired a guy just to finish off a bottle of extra hot. While Matt and Dave debate their culinary preferences, Craig rolls up his sleeve, shows his chap red wrist, and low-quality tattoo work. God damn, that's kinky. Like this time I was watching CNN and... And this is how it happened. Craig's apartment. Manny rakes his fingernails across Craig's chest. He chomps down on Craig's nipple, leaving the skin looking like day-old Madasadish. Oh, you said you wouldn't bite. Manny flips around his ass right now in Craig's face. <laughs> Excited by Manny's IMAX onion ring, Craig <laughs> smiles lustfully. <laughs> 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 Dude, that's the best line ever. <laughs> That is the best line ever written, ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay. Back to the story. His IMAX onion ring. All right. All right. Ooh, ooh. Let's take it from yeah. onion ring. Yeah, take it from onion ring. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. Okay. But this is just wishful thinking because Manny's head spins 180 degrees and stares at him. Craig freaks out and instinctively punches Manny in his bulbous jowls. <laughs> Manny just licks blood from his lip and laughs. Back to the break room. This hottie's head just fucking twisted. He's just manhandling me. Giggity. <laughs> I'm serious. The sexy motherfucker's head turned completely around like it was on a pole. Giggity. Giggity. Then the highly desirable mass of meat started digging, digging in hard. Giggity. Yeah, I even have to throw out a giggity right now. This story is making me harder than Tucker Carlson getting yelled at near an abortion clinic. <laughs> 
frustrated, Craig reveals a bloody five-pointed inverted pentagram and 666 carved into his back. Whoa! This guy Manny was Jewish? <laughs> Damn, I wish I had that kind of sex. You would think it would be easy to find a dude at Pet Boys, but it's tough. I haven't been back there since the divorce. Believe me, you didn't want this. All three recently outed men stare awkwardly at one another in silence for the better part of a minute before Craig soldiers through. All right, listen. I didn't know what to do, so I pulled out my wood. Yes! <laughs> I can't wait to hear the long, veiny details. <laughs> um, what? Just let me get back to my wood. Craig's apartment. <laughs> Manny goes from rough to outright violent and begins to punch Craig in the face repeatedly. <laughs> Though Craig's hard-on says, give me more, double X, daddy, his common sense wins out and he breaks free, rolls off the bed and towards a golf bag. He yanks out a three-wood and clubs Manny right across the face, in peril. (laughs) He even avoided making some sad movie one-liner like, what's your handicap now, bitch, because he was so terrified. (laughs) But even though the jiggling was seismic, Manny just smiled. Office break room. Craig switches from coffee and steeps a tea bag in his mug. <laughs> Drops it up and down. Matt's head follows the motion up and down, up and down. He took it to the face like a champ. Barely flinched. So I teabagged him? What? No, but at this point, I'm beating him so hard he started speaking in tongues. <laughs> More like with tongues, am I right? I need to go beat off. <laughs> Craig's apartment. Craig connects again and the club snaps in two. Manny opens his mouth, his voice now deeper than his well-used anus. <laughs> he blurts out rapid Azorian satanic chants. <laughs> Fuck. Manny picks him up by the throat and slams him into the wall. Craig chokes. All four of his failed eyes roll back into his head. The whites of his eyes are so prominent that they change the tint on those stupid fucking lenses he wears. (laughs) Autoerotic asphyxiation. Nice. Imagine if you could spell that. The lights are about to go out in Craig's eyes, but Manny titty twists his neck things and brings him back. He top drops and mounts him again. He's straddling me on the floor. And I can't take it anymore. Manny teases <laughs> with his serpent-like tongue motions. <laughs> he unhinges his jaw and moves in towards Craig's head. Back in the break room. Craig's eyes are closed, wincing, terrified by these memories. I, I, I'm just about finished. I finished 45 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> Hand me one of those napkins, would you? <laughs> Longer than I would have lasted, according to both of the breeders I married. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, I shit you not, this smoking hot biker chick kicks down the door and bursts into my apartment. Get the fuck out of here. I believed you for most of this. The black cloud, the weird tongue motions, even the satanic (laughs) satanic chants about shitties. But why would I believe a woman went anywhere near you or that part of Cape Cod? (laughs) I don't fucking care. Let him finish. Craig's apartment. Slam! A sexy leather-clad woman with curves smoother than a new roll of receipt paper bursts into the room (laughs) with a wooden cross and sawed-off shotgun in hand. 
I am Fran Helsing. Unhand him, fat gay demon. Fran Helsing. She pumps her gun and fires off a shot. Back to the break room. Craig mimics Fran pumping the gun, then mimics an explosion. I hear that, motherfucker. Dave then mimics the pumping of his own dick and then mimics the same explosion. (laughs) Back to Craig's apartment. Manny jumps off Craig, narrowly escaping the bullet. Fran tosses a gnarly dagger that gets lodged in the wall. You! Get out of here! Fran fires off another bullet, clipping Manny in the leg. Black, gravy-like blood leaks up. (laughs) Manny shrieks like someone ate the last deviled egg. I can't leave her here like this. How can I help you? Miss Helsing, what can I do? (laughs) Craig throws open his window, puts one foot on the fire escape, avoids the big-nosed Italian masturbating over the alley, (laughs) and looks back to see Manny and Fran grappling by the door. Manny tries to bite Fran's neck, but she fights back. Craig knows he should leave, but instead pulls out his phone. Fran, meanwhile, splashes holy water in Manny's face. He lets out a blood-curdling scream and tosses her aside. You have to leave! Now, God Almighty, it's like dealing with my ex all over again! Craig is momentarily taken aback. This chick reminds him of someone. He just can't place it. Because of this pause, he tries to jump out the window, but Manny manages to pull him back and tosses him like a ragdoll. Or more accurately, an absolute bitch. (laughs) You didn't get a pick? Fuck. They're really going at it. Then what? Manny started eating her. (laughs) (laughs) Dave falls out of his chair laughing. Because of Isaac Newton, no one is as surprised as they probably should be. Not like that, you fucking parade float. <laughs> Seriously, you think a guy shaped like you would bounce more? <laughs> this is what happened next. Craig's apartment. Manny sinks her teeth into Fran's th- or his teeth into Fran's thigh. Fran screams, grows weak from the bite. Her head falls to the side, nearly paralyzed. She tries to fight it, but flops helplessly. Meanwhile, Craig scuttles around the bed and back towards the window. Manny jumps in front of it, rips the dagger from the wall, and wields it above his head. I thought you were normal. I just wanted to get laid. (laughs) Oh, you'll get laid, kid. Lays to rest. Manny said that? Talk about a boner killer. Shame it doesn't seem to be working out, because you guys like to say the same corny shit. He was going to kill me. Included my sad excuse for a penis. <laughs> Wait, did you finish fucking him or not? Can you please let me finish this before I unload the, the ending out of my gaping mouth? <laughs> Back to Craig's apartment. Fearing the end is near, nearer than Manny's end was to his nose just minutes earlier, <laughs> Craig puts his hands together in prayer and rapidly repents. <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, I'll bow be Blessed are the dry fruits of, uh, God is an awesome God. Uh, he fucking rules. Craig opens one eye, notices Fran's cross, and grabs it just as Manny is about to impale him. Manny hisses and falls backwards. Fran slowly manages to grab a syringe from her belt and jams it into Manny's sizable bloody thigh with a wince. She then stumbles to her feet and slams Manny on the bed. Fran turns the dagger and jams it right into Manny's heart. A bright light emanates from Manny's abundant skin folds. (laughs) Manny's shaking uncontrollably, but the chick finished him off. Can you taste the irony? It tastes like bleach and pennies. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, his body shakes. His limbs crack and bend unnaturally, and his mouth shoots open, venting a violent burst of black smoke. Craig is blown back as the smoke escapes out the window. Close the... No. God damn it. Do you know what you've done and how much this is going to raise the heating bill? <laughs> Fran grabs Craig's throat, deftly avoiding the neck thing, and clenches hard. He chokes for air but doesn't struggle. Defeated, he stares at her cleavage. (laughs) Fran catches his glance, stares back, disgusted. He's pathetic. She sighs and releases her grip. Fran gathers her coat and gun, courageously slings Manny's lifeless body over her shoulder in 47 short attempts, (laughs) and heads for the door. Wait, I didn't do anything. What the fuck was that? Your bear of the week was possessed by an evil enchantress, probably a succubi. We we weren't dating. I'm single and suck a what? <laughs> Ancient demons who move from person to person feasting on the souls of sexually incapable so they think they're gay Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> they're way more common than you think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, you're call- <laughs> who are you calling Portuguese? <laughs> Well, you're the one out here acting like a butch Lisbon. <laughs> but your mouth-breathing troglodyte, you just let a vicious demon out on the streets. Fran flicks Craig a business card and then falls by his feet. You're marked. That demon will be back. Don't call me otherwise. She leaves Craig in his destroyed apartment, which doesn't look much different than before. But it smells a lot more like a prison laundry room. <laughs> For those not following, it's because of all the aggressive anal that occurred here earlier. (laughs) Back to the break room. Craig holds up the card to show Matt and Dave. Fran Helsing? Demon Hunter? Exorcist? CPA? (laughs) Licensed and bonded? (laughs) Back up. I haven't said anything in a while, but go back a bit. Where did she suck you by? What? Oh, no, no, no. Succubi. The plural is succubus. She sucked your butt? (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, that's it. That's the end. Story's over. Dave nudges Matt. They stand up and clap. (laughs) You're my hero, bro. A bear and a cougar in one night. (laughs) Were you even listening? This unbelievably hot piece of slow-roasted biscuit (laughs) (laughs) was possessed. And killed. I almost fucking died. And now I'm not even sure what turns me on anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks about Manny. You should definitely call the biker. (laughs) She gave me pretty strict orders not to unless it's necessary. Standard sex date rules don't apply to leather-clad demon whores, man. (laughs) Breaks over. We're going to hate losing you for trivia night over at the fleshy gap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you need to call this chick. She's perfect for you. <laughs> Matt and Dave walk off. Matt whispers to Dave. He'll never truly give up the shaft. Ever. Forward to Craig's office. Craig sits at his desk, phone to his ear. He stares at Fran's card pinned to a corkboard in front of him. Hey, it's Craig, the loser. <laughs> I know you said not to call, but I imagine you don't get out much. <laughs> No, sorry. That was stupid. Suddenly, there's a loud commotion outside of Craig's office. Miss, can I? You can't go in there. Craig peeks over the wall and sees Fran stomping towards him. He looks at his phone in his hand in confusion and smiles. I tracked it. Come on. I need you for bait. 
You need me? How did you know I can't just leave work? Craig's nerdy boss chases down Fran, taps her shoulder. She spins and whacks his temple with a Costco rewards card, <laughs> knocking him unconscious. I don't think your boss will mind. Fran grabs Craig's collar and drags him out of his cubicle. She drags him past Matt and Dave, who enthusiastically give him a thumbs up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, kid. So listen, I don't know your situation, but can we maybe grab a drink afterwards? On the off chance you survive? <sighs> yeah, whatever. I know this great bar. And see. <laughs> Right away, before we even get this thing published, apologies Dude, to Fran. Before we get this published, <laughs> apologies to Fran. Dude, that was awesome. And Manny. I'm a sized onion ring. Dude, yeah. I, that was. IMAX onion ring. That was the best line ever. I totally had a visual in my mind of like him spinning that, around. That's <laughs> fucking literature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's no. gospel. Yeah, that's that's a quote. That should be up there, like when you see one of those books of quotes. Like, <laughs> too much fun, man. Too much fun. But you can uh, see I get uh, carried away with myself. They go on way too long. Oh, that was good. That was really uh, good. It's shit. amazing too when you're writing it, you don't realize the balance. And I realized Matt and Dave were like fucking nothing. They were like Jay and Silent well, Bob. Yeah, you start to. <laughs> And, and yeah. I'm, just, I'm telling a story now, and I'm forgetting about the guys that are supposed to be in it. Yeah. So my apologies to you both. No, 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 dude. It, dude, it's totally fine. Great. All right. Thank you guys for enduring through that. I really didn't intend for it to be that long, nor did I intend for Matt and Dave to feel as left out as they do in regular life. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, am, I am glad that they were a part of this. Craig, uh, tell Fran I miss her. <laughs> By the way, Fran Helsing, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Fran so Helsing good. was great. Fucking Fran Helsing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had a blast writing that. Well done. But that was not her voice. Fran is way better than that. I, I think Fran and Manny were one voice at the end. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's all right. It worked. But anyway, last year we got our asses blown away by fucking no, not Manny. But we <laughs> <laughs> That was this that's year. This year. That, that's yeah. right. that was this year. But that's last right. year Dave killed it. Uh this whole thing was actually Dave's idea. All the way back. We all bandied about the idea, but this is now one of our few traditions. It's like this and stealing scenes from a hat. Mm. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh so Dave, it's only right that you go next. All right. Um, so I kind of I, I went along the same lines of uh, I don't know if Brad like it's a similar like a, a familiar story, but um, so I went. Mine's called a freaking Friday. Bring it on! <sighs> An alarm sounds from his cell phone to awaken and welcome him to a new day. Another Friday, he stirs a little, fighting the morning's wake up call, but to no avail. In his mind, he's thinking he does not feel rested at all. In fact, it feels as though he's only slept for mere minutes. Oh, God, why do I feel so tired? What the hell time is it? He glances at his phone, which for some reason seems a little unfamiliar. He chalks it up to morning grogginess and sees the time, 5.30 a.m. What the? No wonder I feel so tired. I just went to sleep an hour ago. He rolls over and goes back to sleep. A short while later, he hears the door close loudly and the sound of his wife getting ready for the day. She's not being her normal quiet self, but rather sounds like she's trying to wake him up. He hears her voice, muffled by the clothes hanging in the closet, call to him. Wake up! You're going to be late! His mind is foggy, his judgment angered by the early morning hours, lack of sleep, and blatant disregard of his sleep time. Brad slowly sits up in bed, reaches for his phone to check the time again, wondering if he misread it earlier. 
5.46 a.m. A swell of indignation with a touch of rage wells up inside of him as he collects his thoughts to curse his wife when she walks into the room. Only it's not his wife. It's Craig's. Why was Fran in his room? Fran? What the? He started to say, but stopped to cover himself with the bed blankets, embarrassed. She looked at him and said, what? But before he could answer, his eyes scanned the room, and his brain understood that it was he who was the intruder. He had slept in Craig's bed next to Fran. Meanwhile, across town, Craig was also waking up to a strange and yet familiar scene. Only the familiarity stemmed from his dreams and deepest lustful desires. (laughs) He had woken up next to Melissa. (laughs) He quickly looked around the room, suspicious. But that was quickly abated as she rolled over and gently kissed him on the head. You're up early, she said. Uh Uh-huh. He quickly looked at himself and realized that he was not himself, but rather he was Brad. But not Brad at the same time. He was himself, only inside of Brad's body. Since he had seen so many awful movies, he assumed that somehow they had switched bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And naturally, he assumed it was some kind of curse. He thought to himself, This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be fucking Brad today. Of course, this this means only three hours of work, and I get to bang (laughs) this. He watched her walking to the bathroom and said to her, Damn, that ass is looking good. But all that came out was... (laughs) That's what you want to bed? I would have worn something different. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, he threw his hands over his mouth, not understanding what just happened. He clearly didn't want to say that. Again, he tried to speak to Melissa, but this time to tell her that something was wrong, that he was really Craig stuck in Brad's body. But what actually came out was... The only thing making me happy today is knowing I'm not Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, it dawned on him that while he had his mind and his thoughts, they were being translated into what Brad would say. Then the terror really set in. He was Brad today, but only with his own mind, which he couldn't express to anyone. Back across the train tracks, Brad was coming to the same conclusion, that he was Craig today, (laughs) but with all of his own thoughts. He followed Fran quickly downstairs and tried to tell her, Fran, something awful has happened. It's me, Brad. I'm trapped inside Craig's body. Somehow our consciousnesses have become transposed and we are trapped in a mental state of dual telepathy in each other's bodies. But since Craig's body was in charge, it came out as, Hey, Fran, you want to see my wiener? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He thought, what the fuck am I going to do? He panicked and tried to plead for help. Look, it's like a worm wiggling from out from two crab apples. <laughs> Brad now understood that he had to now live as Craig, sound like Craig, and be Craig, but with his own thoughts in mind. Meanwhile, Craig, still in Brad's body, was now making his way downstairs to the office because he had to work today. Then it hit him. How the fuck am I going to sit here and edit letters, fix fucking emails, web pages, and hold Zoom meetings all day? But what he said aloud was, Let's log in and see what grammatically correct literacy sorcery I can wield today while forging a better, more educated, well-read professional society worthy of my linguistic eloquence. He began to sweat, panic, and wonder how he could get out of this. Seeing no way out, he began to blame Brad. In his mind, he thought that Brad must have done something to make this happen. So he decided to punish Brad's body. He marched upstairs grabbed the car keys, and set out to the bakery. Fuck this guy, he said. Although, what came out of Brad's mouth was, I probably deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> he sat in the driver's seat of the Jeep, started the car, and as he put it into gear, he had a panic attack and froze. The thought of driving alone paralyzed him. 
However, since Craig's mind was in charge, he was able to ignore logic, reason, and common sense, and put the car in gear and left. (laughs) Meanwhile, Adam had arrived at Craig's house with the work van and was waiting for Craig to come out so they could head out and finish their job at that house that was full of animals and smelled like piss, but not animal piss. (laughs) Brad yelled out the window, I'm not coming into work today. There's something amiss with my mental state, and I'm not feeling confident that I could safely work through the day in this altered capacity. However, all Adam heard was, Hold the fuck on, I'm coming. I just got to finish this donut in Danish and these seven cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Brad left the house reluctantly in Craig's body and climbed into the passenger seat of the van to head off to work. At least he'd be spared the pain of trying to hold a conversation with Adam all day. He could skate through, at least on that front, not having to sound like Craig all day. The words that had already come out of his mouth were already taking a toll on his morale. He wasn't sure how much longer he could do this, knowing what he wanted to say, but having to say it like Craig. (laughs) (laughs) We're here, said Adam, as they pulled up to the house, which looked like a clogged toilet had violently sneezed into someone's yard. (laughs) Brad tried again to plead with Adam to let him take the day off. He looked at him, concentrated and carefully formulated his words. Adam, I can't really explain the conundrum that I'm in. Please just try to understand that my persona, underlying cerebral processes, and cognition of current events surrounding me is preventing me from functioning on the physical level needed to properly labor through this next seven hours. And again, Craig's body limited the verbiage and was able to vocalize. Dude, no shit. Why else would we have stopped? Look at this dump. I've never seen something like this before. Have you seen the British black comedy called House Dumpsters? I know, he thought to himself. I'll text someone for help. He pulled out Craig's phone and opened the NTS chat and typed, Fellas, I need your assistance immediately. Something terrible has befallen my state of being today, and I don't know how to remedy the situation. Please help me. Dave and Matt both glanced at their phones and read the text message from who they thought was Craig. This house Adam and I are at is a fuck is a duck and dump. <laughs> It looked like my towel the morning after drink at that beer vest and fall. Brad, you'd hat and hat in here. <laughs> yes, that was all misspelled correctly. <laughs> As usual, Dave ignored the text and went about his day. Meanwhile, Craig had arrived at the local bakery. He thought to himself, This motherfucker did some shit, and now I'm stuck being him. He walked into the bakery, looked around, and then ordered two cinnamon buns, three Danish, a muffin, (laughs) half a dozen cannolis, and a cookie for later. For later. The girl behind the counter heard, Oh, nothing for me, thanks. I'm just looking. I'm pretty sure I'm diabetic. It shouldn't have any of these. Do you have any rice cakes? (laughs) In his head, or more accurately, Brad's head, Craig screamed to himself, No! But not that stupid-sounding no from the Star Wars prequel, but one of real pain and anguish. Not only was he trapped in Brad's body, but he had to actually live like Brad. Then he had an idea. A genius idea. While he may look and sound like a dimwit, Craig was quite clever. While still in the bakery, he got the girl's attention again. May I help you, she asked. This time he just pointed to what he wanted, and it worked. He made his way back to the car with what looked like a grocery bag full of doughy, sugary deliciousness, <laughs> and gorged himself in the parking lot, a feat to which he was accustomed. 
This time, however, the cab of the car was full of childish excitement and vengeful glee instead of shame and sadness. Ooh, he said to himself, this motherfucker's going to pay. I really shouldn't be eating this. What with all, all diabetes and predisposition of cardiac distress, I bought taking these culinary delicacies just once, then never again. Involuntary tears rolled down his cheek as though his body was aware of the abdominal and anal pain that lay in its future. Brad, now trying to work as Craig, had begun to unpack the work van, but is unsure what to grab. He begins to panic and feels the warmth of nervous sweat overtake Craig's body. The panic is quickly exacerbated by the sound of Adam's voice. Hey, grab a jam saw, the drill, and three-eighths paddle bit. Brad, now in full panic, bordering on a mental break, <laughs> is trying to figure out what these tools were. Tried again to tell Adam something was wrong. Jam this paddle bit. He said while grabbing his nuts. Brad couldn't believe the horror of what was happening, nor could he understand why. Adam handed him a hammer and a pry bar, ignoring the insult and insinuating that it was time to get to work. These simple tools somehow confused Brad. He, he looked at them like a toddler attempting to reconcile a complex algorithm from an advanced quantum physics book. <laughs> Reluctantly, he knelt down and began to work. The first swing, he missed the back of the pry bar and struck his left hand square in the middle knuckle of Craig's index finger. His internal voice screamed, Fuck! The homeowners heard, Fuck! <laughs> Brad fell backward in pain off his knees. And were it not for his quick right hand bracing his fall, he would surely have struck his head on the wall. Unfortunately, his open hand came to rest directly on an exposed piece of tack strip. God damn it, he thought. God damn it. <laughs> he recoiled his hand quickly and looked at both of them. The left was bruised and crimped with pain, the right a bloody holy mess. <laughs> Adam was looking out with an expression of nothing and just went back to work. <laughs> I'll finish this. Go cut the baseboard, he said without looking back. Brad, looking up from the bloody mess that was Craig's extremities, pled with Adam, please don't make me go outside and attempt to operate that electrical power saw. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Brad hobbled outside, leaving a trail of embarrassment and blood behind him. As he looked into the back of the van, his mind raced as he attempted to find the chop saw and stand. By this time, Craig had returned to Brad's house, defeated. He solemnly walked into the house and moped his way downstairs. Reluctantly, he sat down on his computer and looked at his work. His boss, Brad's boss, had sent an urgent email asking for a full review and edit to an attached article that needed to be posted to the website by the end of the day. Sweat began to beat up on his forehead and rolled down the rest of his forehead until it reached his lower forehead, where it eventually trickled down to his nose. Fortunately, it had evaporated before it could drip off. <laughs> As he read the article, his terror peaked because he couldn't understand any of the words on the page in front of him. <laughs> Where were the pictures, the emojis, the thought bubbles? <laughs> I can't do this, he thought to himself. Craig tried to motivate himself that he had to try. Maybe, he thought, this was some kind of test. And if he got it right, then things would go back to the way they should be. He took a deep breath and told himself, what the fuck? I can read and write. Let's do this. Okay, Brad, there is no logical reason that I would be unable to complete this simple task of grammatical review. I could certainly compile the correct verbiage and linguistics of this, of this text provided to me for professional consultation <laughs> and editorial recommendation. <laughs> a splatter of blood shone from the back of the work van, and Adam was startled by something hitting the window of the room in which he was working. He looked up quickly, his lack of emotion clearly revealing his surprise. <laughs> and he noticed a smudged, bloody fingerprint on the outside of the window. 
Adam ran outside to see what had happened and noticed what looked like three cocktail winners thrown in the bushes covered in ketchup. <laughs> Suddenly, Craig, still Brad, stumbled around the corner of the van, holding his wrist and revealing his bloody left hand. Brad's ineptitude with power tool had rendered Craig's body unable to count higher than Craig's intellect. <laughs> <laughs> Brad looked at Adam and tried to say, please help me, I've severely injured myself and require immediate medical attention. All Adam heard, however, was... <laughs> Oh, shit, Adam exclaimed, with about as much emotion as there was feeling in Craig's unattached fingertips. (laughs) As Adam helped him to get to the van, Brad looked down at Craig's mangled, bloody left hand and passed out. Brad's boss is now reviewing the editorial work submitted on the rush request from his top employee. He thought to himself, this must be a joke. Craig sat at Brad's computer, trying to read through articles and websites, looking for any inconsistencies, grammatical errors, or misprints. But his feeble mind was not up to the task. All he could think about was pastries, how to become an extra on Birdemic 3, and if if that's really what Chuck's taint smells like or if he just had an off day. (laughs) He snapped his attention back to the task at hand and tried to use the software's review function, hoping it would get him by. Suddenly, he was startled by the sound of an incoming Zoom call. As he answered the call, he wondered to himself, wait, what am I doing? I don't give a shit about this stuff. Besides... It's Brad's problem, not mine. He answered the call. Hello and good afternoon. How may I help this Friday afternoon, sir? Brad's boss ignored the pleasantries and immediately began to berate him for the lackluster job he did on the latest edit. Craig interrupted and said, Fuck off. Nobody reads this shit anyway. Brad's boss thought there was a bad connection because what he heard was, You're absolutely right, sir. I'm not sure what got into me. I must have, distra- I, I must have been distracted and it'll never happen again. The Zoom call ended just as abruptly as it had started. Craig sat in the basement chair, wondering about how he would get out of this mess. Then it hit him. The unmistakable pain of a human body trying to digest an almost immeasurable amount of sugar and dairy, (laughs) the likes of which it had never seen. Oh shit, he said. I gotta go. He waddled around the basement as if there were jumper cables attached to each one of his ass cheeks, and then made his way up the stairs one slow step at a time, looking like an emperor penguin cradling an egg on its feet and walking slowly to stay warm. He made it to the bathroom, nearly losing his focus and clenching on the tile, but made it to the toilet. At this point, the pain was intense. His body lurched and bent in half as his anus bellowed a vengeful tune. <laughs> he pushed as hard as he could. He felt the gust of air pressure leaving his body and creating a wake in the bowl. His eyes watered, muscles tensed, and his vision blurred until it became black. And as they both came to, the same horrific realization that they were trapped inside each other's body having to live as the other, but with their own minds, the panic became overwhelming, and they both passed out. A short time later, they came to. Brad, slowly opening his eyes, felt the cold of tile on his face and realized that he was laying face down on his bathroom floor. His bathroom floor. It took him a few seconds to regain his composure, but he was sure he was back at his himself. He started to stand up, but quickly lost his balance as he realized he was mid-shit on the toilet. It was then that he realized the true horror of the scene. He must have passed out while he was shitting. The bathroom looked like what he had imagined a steady diet of dairy and sugar would do to his body. But if someone had held him like a gun and spray-painted the walls. (laughs) He started to curse Craig because he knew his friend and his eating habits and surmised what he had done. You disgusting son of a bitch. I hope you eat so many dicks. Ah! Then the second wave hit him. Only this time he was standing and his asshole had been depleted of sort of... (laughs) Of constrictive ability, so he released what can only be described as a torrential, muddy waterfall onto himself. 
At the same time, Craig was also coming too. <laughs> he found himself in the fetal position on the steps to his house, shivering and weak. He reached up to grab the door handle to pull himself to his feet, but all he did was stain the door and fall back down. Craig looked at his hands in shock. My tugging hand. <laughs> what the fuck? He thought. He struggled to sit up, and when he did, a piece of paper fell from his chest and landed between his fit. feet. He picked it up and read it. Craig got hurt. Not bad. Fingers in pocket. Adam. <laughs> As he sat there, he realized what had happened. Brad tried to use his tools and do man's work today, and it ended as he would have expected, except now he was paying the price. Immediately, he grabbed his phone to text Brad, but Brad had already sent a text asking what the fuck had just happened. As they explained what had happened in the NTS group chat, they couldn't believe what they were telling each other. And at the same time, Matt and Dave were reading this, and neither of them believed it. Separately, Matt texted Dave and asked, What are these guys up to? I don't trust them. (laughs) I have no idea, dude, but I'm sure it's something stupid and they're just trying to pull some shit on us. Matt agreed and they went about their business. The next morning, Matt woke to the sounds of impact wrenches and the smell of fresh rubber tires. (laughs) What the fuck? Not again, he thought to himself. Why is this always tires? I can't take much more of this. Well, then he realized it had to have been just a dream. There wouldn't be a body shop outside his window. Just a nightmare. Now, back to sleep. Matt rolled over to go back to sleep, and as he did, he saw something different. Something odd. Something terrifying. It was his sister's long, dark hair draped over her naked back, laying in bed next to him. (laughs) End scene. I'm standing. (laughs) Good stuff. Holy Uh, shit, dude. Three for three. All right, and that was Dave's tale of switching minds. Now we go to Craig in his feeble attempt at at grammar. (laughs) Craig goes last because we figure most everyone stopped listening at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, I give you an 89 out of 100. It had a beat I can dance to, but way not enough anal. (laughs) (laughs) There's a theme tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Just in my head. (laughs) All right. So I got this one is titled. The Calamari Games. <laughs> it's trendy. It is. It is. I was being topical. That's, that's good because the spelling looks like a Korean did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Yes. Let's All do right. it. The four guys sit around a table. The show has just begun and they bust balls just as they do. One of the guys says, you know what would be funny? Let's see if we can get Craig to pronounce this word correctly. The guys all (laughs) laugh as Brad passes a piece of paper around to each of them. No fucking way is he going to get this right. We have a better chance at Matt letting a displaced Haitian family stay at his house. (laughs) I know. That's why I picked it. Watching Craig fail is one of my favorite things to do. Well, besides worrying about everything and feeling as though I have somehow failed at something I haven't even done. (laughs) The guys look at Craig, trying not to laugh, before they even attempt to see the word written on the paper. Struggling, Craig says, Gasconade? Gasconade? The guys burst into laughter, and Brad looks at him and says laughingly, 
Gasconade, you stuttering hump. It means extravagant boasting. Like I'm doing now about my superior intellect, you stupid fool. You're so dumb. Needed a comma. <laughs> we already... <laughs> We already knew you can't read, but why is it still so funny? Matt laughs and laughs with the others, even though he himself had never heard the word before and just found out what it means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you idiot. (laughs) Just then, the lights flicker. A cold breeze rushes through the room, even though the windows and doors are closed. What the hell was that? Did you guys see that? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Brad, not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) This fucking house. I hate it. I think it's my gutters. (laughs) Before Craig could say anything, a voice from the far side of the room chimes in. I am the demon, Gasconade. You have summoned me here by speaking my name that has been silenced for a millennia. (laughs) The demon... The demon has a goat-like face with horns and a short, stocky human body. The guys start to panic, looking at each other in confusion. What the fuck? I spent my life following the rules and avoiding trouble. But no, you guys are going to summon demons and shit. What the hell? I'm out of here. Dave gets up from the table, but is quickly pushed back down into his seat by an invisible force and some of his large mass. (laughs) (laughs) Sit, you fool. I've been awoken by one of you, and I want to know who, and I want to know before I tear you all to shreds and leave you for the dogs. This has all been a mistake. It was just a mispronounced word. We didn't summon you. So it was we, was it? So you're all in this together. Ha, you didn't summon me. Is that what you're wearing, a garment with my master's likeness on it? (laughs) The shirt is just cool. I mean, I like devil stuff and death metal, but that doesn't mean I summon demons. Well, one of you did, and I had a feeling it was the man who's been silent. Was it you, dog? Did you call my name? Well, I guess, but I didn't mean to. I just tried to say some stupid word, that's all. I'm sorry, but this is just a mistake. Your mistake was a costly one, but I haven't had fun in a long time, so I'll make a deal with you. Done! They're right upstairs, just try not to make a mess. (laughs) No, you fool. It can only be played by the people who summoned me. Plus, I hate kids. (laughs) We will play this game, and if you live, your soul is safe. But if you die, your soul will come with me, and I will take it to my master. God damn it. That's the spirit. (laughs) Your fate lies in the hands of your friends You He points to Matt If your friend here Pointing to Brad Can endure the game without delusions of paranoia and stress Then yourself and your soul are free to go You Pointing at Brad If your friend here Pointing at Matt Can get through the game Without a fit of rage Your life and soul are free to go You, pointing to Dave, your life and soul are in the hands of this fool, pointing at Craig. If he can pass his his challenge of intellectual competence, your life and soul are yours. Lastly, you, the summoner, your life is in the hands of his, pointing at Dave. If he can pass his challenge, then you are free as well. 
This isn't like a weight loss challenge, is it? Because if so, I'm fucked. Shut up, fool. His challenge is to just let you think, uh, just to let things go and not worry or think too much about his surroundings. The game will commence when I see fit. Just when you get complacent and your God is down, the game will begin. Good luck and may the best soul die. The guys visibly shaken look to each other with fear and trepidation. I'm sorry, guys. I know I... Brad, shut the fuck up, man. Are you trying to get me killed? Oh, shit. Dude, calm down. Are you trying to get me killed? So how does this work again? Great. It's nice knowing you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Weeks have passed, and the guys are going on about their lives with the pressure of the inevitable weighing down on them. Brad is due to take a flight from work. Dave has a week off from work and is just staying home. Matt has been set on the road for work. He's heading up north to work a storm that has set back some type of construction site. Craig is working at a school in the local area. So we got about an eight-hour drive. Think you can stay awake for some of that? We got to be in top form for this job, the boss said. It could be too, It could be big for the company with a lot of exposure, but he refused to tell me what the job actually is. Matt heads out on his destination thinking, okay, I need to stay calm. I can do this. Brad is getting ready for his flight. He thinks in the back of his head, okay, I can do this. I've got to keep it together for just a couple hours. If I sleep, I should be fine. Dave wakes up on his first day of vacation. Okay, maybe I'll organize the garage or the shed. Wait, I can't do that. I'll have to just let things be for now. God damn it. Fucking Craig. Craig starts his day and is then approached by a teacher from the school. Hey, can you help us out with something? We have a very important event and we need just one more person. Sure, whatever. Matt crosses the border into Canada. We're about an hour out. Can you take a look at the address for me again? Matt's groundman. What, sorry? I had a real nice Chartazar at the last rest stop, and I think the next one is a hot spot. Dude, I... Okay, calm down. Brad, Brad places his bag in the overhead compartment of the plane. As he leans on the seat, it makes a sound like a loud fart. Everyone turns and looks at him with disgust. It wasn't me, I swear. Okay, relax, Brad. You don't know these people, they don't know you, and you'll never see them again. Just let it go. Brad walks to his seat, situated between two very large women, and he just prays he can fall asleep. (laughs) Craig enters an auditorium. The sign above the stage says, Rhode Island State Spelling Bee. (laughs) (laughs) Craig is placed in this participant section. The teacher thanks him and says... We needed that one more person to make this event legitimate. Matt now is in the last stretch of his road trip before his destination. They're slowed by what appears to be a bike race. (laughs) Something like the Tour de France, but a little gayer. The riders are are taking both lanes, and he tries to just breathe and be calm. What the hell is this? I mean, I got to get off the fucking road. Okay, calm down, man. It could be worse. Just relax. Brad is suddenly jerked awake on the plane by turbulence. 
he notices that there's a smell of farts in the air. <laughs> and the two large women around him are not reacting at all. But all the other passengers have their eyes firmly locked on him. Dave heads outside to get some air. He notices the door to the garage is open. He goes inside. His son is standing there, tying the extension cords in knots. And there's a can of paint precariously dangling, <laughs> precariously hanging on the edge of his workbench with the lid barely open. What the hell, Matthew? We need to organize this stuff and... <sighs> okay, let it go. It's not that bad. I can use a section of this floor half-painted anyway. <laughs> Dave returns to the house, sits on the couch, and turns on the TV. Craig, feeling a little pain in his chest, stands up. Then he hears, Sir, please spell incredulous. Could you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> Matt, having gotten by the bike race, asks his groundman for the address on the work order. His groundman responds, it says Site 16, Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. This is bullshit. Brad starts to panic. They all think it was me. I didn't fart. It was one of these women. God, it smells so bad. But they're all looking at me. The plane starts to shake more violently. violently and the fastened seatbelt light goes on. And the flight attendants look nervous. Oh, my God. We're going to crash. And these people are going to die thinking the last thing they smell were my farts. <laughs> <laughs> Matt starts to approach the work site. The Lagina brothers are standing there waiting for him. And he approaches. They say to him, it's about time you got here. We have more important work to do. Time is a factor here on Oak Island. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I was stuck behind a bunch of Lance Armstrong looking motherfuckers back there. I had no way around. You think I like this? <laughs> you think I like driving 10 miles an hour for 30 miles? <laughs> The nose of Brad plane starts to dip. The pilot comes on and says, we need everyone to get into crash position. Brad undoes his seatbelt and stands and says, it wasn't me. I didn't fart. It was the seat earlier. And now it's one of these women. It wasn't me, I tell you. <laughs> Matt starts to move his truck to the spot where the tree has fallen. Suddenly, his groundman turns on the radio. Dubstep is blaring through the speakers. <laughs> Matt turns to his groundman. Shut that fucking shit off. I fucking hate this shit. As Matt yells, he doesn't see the equipment on the ground. He runs it over, and both front tires are immediately punctured. <laughs> <laughs> he swerves to the side of the road, but there's no time. The truck plunges down into a hole that is labeled the money pit. <laughs> <laughs> the truck hits the bottom, and as it settles, it starts to shake. The truck falls again into the void at the bottom of the pit. Matt opens his eyes and looks to his left. Is that... Is that gold? The truck rests in a large vault filled to the top with treasure un <laughs> of the likes never seen. What the fuck? You've got to be kidding me. What the hell is that sound? Brad straps himself back into his seat, but it's too late. A simple seatbelt won't save him now. What the hell is this? And I'm the fat guy? <laughs> Brad's plane hits the ground with tremendous force. The Lagina brothers stare on in amazement. 
<laughs> the plane crashes right into the money pit. Dave is at home, and he watches the live taping of Oak Island. <laughs> Not giving in to his want to organize the extension cards and agonize at what, the, what mess is being made in his garage. Incredulous. I C R E D U L O U S E. Incredulous. Dave witnesses the plane crash on the live feed of Oak Island. He jumps up and runs to the kitchen to tell his wife what just happened. Uh, hey, hun, you're not going to believe this shit. A pla- There's a tangled extension cord strung across the door <laughs> to the kitchen. Dave falls, hits his head on the counter, and then folds to the floor with his neck twisted in a horrible way. Craig exits the spelling bee, sad that he is lost, and totally forgotten about the whole thing with the demon <laughs> when suddenly it appeared to him again. So, you have won the game. No, I didn't. Oh, that game... <laughs> How'd the others do? Let's just say I have a few souls to deliver to my master. You, friend, are free to go. Okay, cool, thanks. Uh, tell your master I said hi. Have a good one. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so Craig somehow survives the demon and Judge Reinhold. Yep. Dave was the hero. Dave managed to not... Dave was the hero. Dave managed to not do what he was supposed to do. Why is everybody else failed except for Dave? Two years in a row, it's all of the other people on the show failing and facing judgment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're always coming out like roses. Because 51 other weeks, I face judgment. You know, after reading that, after reading that, there's a reason why Brad and I type up our outline. Yeah, yeah. you misspelled as. You misspelled everything. Dude, I was right as two le- as. Listen, I was typing things so fast and trying to get through things. I said it to you guys in the beginning. I said, "Listen, there's going to be shit in here." Because I was trying to go bullshit. Back and you find type things. at the speed of evolution. Shut the fuck up. What do you mean? You move at a glacial pace. I type Th- that started on Monday. Fast. And you looked at that and said, yes, this is the copy no, I'm bringing. No, I fucking... <laughs> I started... I wrote this fucking two hours Dude, before I came. Did I, you write it on the plane with the turbulence? Oh, fuck going you. Down? <laughs> oh, fuck you. Dude, hey, let me tell you something. I'm naming this after, episode DeMond Wilson. After, <laughs> the no, DeMond. I noticed that as soon as I opened it. when I, I You looked, said when I demon the same way four times in I, there. Yeah, because it just comes up and I was like, enter. Enter. When, when you you outstupided autocorrect. I did No, I did it on Trumpy. Listen, listen. After reading that grammar, I'm convinced you are <laughs> you are one sneeze away from Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. When you read your part, like in the spelling bee, spelling incredulous, you actually had it almost spelled right, and then you and, read and it unspelled. Ian. You missed a letter you in the beginning. It. That you typed. That you typed. (laughs) You know what's funny is your story from last week is caused the story from this week. Yep. (laughs) That was, by the way, good story though. Yeah, no, that was a blast. I liked how it shot from scene to scene. Yeah, that was good. I like the jumps. But I like how it all ended together. Yeah. That was good. Except for you with the spelling bee. And that's what I was trying to do was I was doing, like every time 
he started getting a little angrier. Brad's plane started shaking and doing things, and then Brad yeah. would get more worried, and bad shit was happening yeah. to you. Dave was the only one who was able to stick to his to his guns yeah. and not do what he had to do, but it still cost him his life, which saved me in the end because yeah. I didn't do my It was part. like untitled screenplay directed by Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it end? All the white people die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, hearing this episode two weeks from Thursday. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's there's lot some, of editing. Yeah, there's some editing in yeah. there. <laughs> little bits. Little bits. Oh, that was a lot of fun, though. Absolutely, that was good. We had our own little horror stories, and yep. And that's, I mean, I think, Craig, you said it. I think that's this is how we're going to do our Halloween stuff. It's just fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It, it, it I mean, was despite fun. the fact that this will never get out in time, this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'll be out. It'll be out. It'll be out. Yeah, you should start working like now. now. Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of it. Yeah, we'll finish the show. You start editing. But one thing we uh, haven't done in a while. And we, we teased it, we introduced it, then we did it successfully once, but we haven't done it since. Let's do the best one was to close yeah. out this week. And we don't have to make this long because we're already pushing two no, hours yeah. and all that. But um, this is horror movie season. Yes, it is. And last year we did a bunch of movies and we did some reviews to mixed reviews from our listeners. This year, I think let's just break down the horror movies to brass tacks and talk about some of the things that we love about these movies. In this one... What is the best or most important horror movie killing ever? Now, yeah. Matt has admitted he's not a horror movie fan, but I know he's seen some of them. You know what? But that might be a good perspective. Like, if you're not a huge horror movie fan, what do you know about the genre? Because that'll give you a little insight into yeah. what has made an impact on movies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, impact. Like, what's been the most... like? Because there's fun kills. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see, like, the axe to the like, fucking Ooh, did you see how that guy died? Yeah. yeah. Actually, by or the way, by the way, let me interrupt. We didn't really celebrate that. Nice stories, gentlemen. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> well fucking, we fucking killed it tonight. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And by it, I mean the English language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump so quickly no, no, into the next good, topic. But uh, you guys were talking. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying that I don't think you have to be a horror fan to appreciate, like I said, like Craig and I were talking about, the impact There's of some of these movies. Impact of certain things. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that I put most important? That's why I'm saying impact, yeah. because, yeah. It, you know, you talk about there's there's funny, no, I don't say funny, but memorable ways people die but they didn't yeah there's do anything beyond the movie plenty itself. of gory kills they can do now especially with cgi and sure. advanced special effects but but let's think I mean, back to the late 70s early 80s when they only had like shoestring budgets yeah and their imagination yeah yep. i mean the, the whole the whole saw franchise was built off of those like oh shit did you see that like oh my like yeah, just crazy yeah. Wild shit. Off. yeah. but yeah. it doesn't go like it doesn't go beyond the, that movie, that yeah, little, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean the the Saw, the Saw movie, the original one was good because this plot was it was so well new, yeah, it was well written, and you didn't it, see it coming. You didn't see it coming, and you know the guy sawing his own fucking leg off to get, you know what I mean? Yeah, was, and at the end of the movie, when the guy stands up, you're like, oh shit, he was there the whole time. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. very well written. Yeah, never yep. seen it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, never seen yeah, it. We're either. out of the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That window closed window. a decade ago. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm actually going to lean back on the guy though that just talked a lot. You had more to say. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say like there's there's a reason those Saw movies exist is because other things were set up and done that kind of 
predecessors. The genre. Like, what is horror? And like, where did it come from? It stemmed from somewhere. And that's a great point. And I'm sorry I interrupted you because no. that was the that's the the transition we needed. Mm-hmm. But I do want to throw it back to Craig because he's got the oldest movie on the list and arguably the most important. Ooh, yeah. mine's close though. No, and I and and I've said this. You know, a lot of people never like. A lot of people say it's not really a horror movie. It is. It's fucking. It's a horror movie, it's, and it and and it was, and that's Jaws. Yeah, you know. And I say it was the most important kill was uh, Chrissy Chrissy Watkins. The opening scene. The opening scene. There was no blood. There was no graphic. No horrifying, like disgustingness. And to she it. didn't do a lot of yelling or screaming. For what I remember, no, she just thought, like a lot of thrashing. You know, she disappeared. It was, it was it, the it, struggle. It yeah. was the struggle. Yeah. It was like hope. Yeah. Like and trying to say help, but gasping and being pulled, and then being pulled under and gone. Okay, but, but th- let's talk about right? the claustrophobia there too. She's alone. It's supposed to be nighttime. Obviously, it's they nighttime. filmed it during the day, but they yeah. put a filter, filter over the camera. Over. But yeah. it's nighttime. Yeah, the claustrophobia of being out there alone, expecting somebody to be right behind you, and he's passed out drunk on the beach. Yep, and she's out there, and she can't even scream for help. Not that he could help her anyway. Right. There's a claustrophobia to that that is phenomenal. And she couldn't, and and the the claustrophobia, and the fact that you can't see, she couldn't see it coming. She couldn't see her killer, right, or defend and, herself, or defend herself. It was just over. That scene is the reason why I was afraid of sharks in my friend's swimming pool. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's my biggest point. Is that scene made you afraid to go on the be- go to the beach and not be able to see your feet in the water? Yeah, that ruined it ruined tourism yeah. for decades. Yeah, but we was, we live next to the ocean as well. We're so surrounded by the ocean. Yeah, almost. yeah. so yeah. that is a that is a fear. That you know what that, I mean. That's it's one of those things. And like you said, even being in a pool. As a kid, swimming in the pool, but it's yourself. gonna deep end. You, no, no, I'm all set. Not, like getting out of the pool, those last few inches, like oh, oh run, like you get out quick. Yeah, yeah, That's the reason why when you get out of the pool, you grab your friend's shorts, you pull them back in, you yeah, go up yeah, the pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go, oh, fuck you, you're gonna get eaten first. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have to be fast. I just gotta be faster that's than you. you. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. That's but, like, but I, I think that was probably the most terror as for me. Myself, but I think, I mean, it it affected people worldwide. Yeah, yeah. It made people afraid of the water. Yeah. Well, you're afraid of the unknown. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's what it played right on that. And yeah. it's really not unknown. They're there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but it's There's, unknown it's, because, like you said, you can't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know if they're there or not. Yeah, exactly. And the safety and numbers thing on Jaws is amazing. Everybody's like, oh, if we all go in the water. Then we're safe. Yeah, but someone's going to die. Someone's going someone's down, going. But, but the percentage is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we increase the odds. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I, I love Jaws. I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. It genuinely yes. is. Absolutely. The abject terror that comes from that has probably kept me out of the ocean. I have no love of the beach. Me and Dave are in agreement on that. I think all of us are, really. But... Believe me, I, I as a guy who used to pretend to surf, I, <laughs> I have no desire to get back in and look like a fake seal either. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Like you said that like a lot of people don't consider it a horror movie. I think it's because of the timing, like the the setting of the movie. It's set like it's well, for the July. summer. Yeah, yeah, it's summer. That's why. Yep. Which, yeah, but it's it's. I would agree. Like that's. There's a few scenes in that that are just they're terrifying. Yeah, it's not the end of the movie. 
Yep. It's that opening scene. It's the scene like Brad said when they when people finally start going back in the ocean. They're all out there. And then it happened in 1976. What was everybody doing in that? They were waiting to see because the kid had already been killed at this point, right? So which kid's getting picked off next? Obviously Spielberg doesn't care about children. He's already <laughs> yeah. taken out a teenager and, and, and like a fucking adolescent. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let, let's see who's next. You know. And they've already made an old woman cry because she yep. was way too old to be a, a dog. Mother. A dog was killed. A dog was killed. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Pippin, oh. Poor Pippin. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood didn't do that successfully again until Hooch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even... The- you guys ever hear of the sequel of Marley and Me? It's called Me. <laughs> Just oh, Owen Wilson sitting there with a half-eaten bag of dog yeah, food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not walking something yeah, four yeah. times a day. He's <laughs> like, bow wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we got uh, an Owen Wilson impression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not even like outer space, you know. It's just inner space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So I, I I like I like your I like your pick. I like that opening scene. It's it's um yeah. I think the only drawback you've already pointed out that a lot of people don't think of it like a horror movie. Yeah. I think that's okay. the one as a Friday the thirteenth or Halloween movie kept people out of Doing these no, activities, I, summer camps were still full, as were uh, trick or treaters. No, th- this movie affected tourism. You said it. I, I completely yeah. agree. I completely. I, I, like I said, the only drawback is that the general perception of it not being lumped in with horror movies, because there's there's a genre now. Yeah, I wouldn't put it as a horror movie. I put it more as like a thriller, suspense. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yep. But. I, I mean I always put it, I always that put doesn't, it as a, that as doesn't a lessen the impact of I think that every scene movie that, that movie. followed it was a suspense movie because you knew it was there you just didn't know when and that's well, to I, me that suspense when yeah. you got it, but to me this was a silent killer and again 1976 the year I was born for fuck's sake shut no, up Matt nobody had ever seen it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the Mets had already won a World Series yeah. when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> See, now my 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 pick was close in time frame to Craig's. Like, I picked Alien. Yes, and with the original chestburster scene. Yep. For the same, like that was that's a horror movie. It's in space. It's aliens. Like you know what you're getting into. But there was, it was tense. You didn't know where the damn th- and no one had ever seen anything like and this they were, monster. They were before. trapped. There was nowhere for them to go. Right. They, and nobody expected that scene when the guy's laying on the table. They didn't know what was going to happen, and then this thing—they were in space in the future with Commodore sixty fours. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, terrifying. Yeah, the ship's called Mother. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But this alien blasts out of this guy's chest, kills him, and they're all staring at him in shock. I think yeah. that scene set the table for a different level of gore and shock and ways to kill people and not not only that that set the level for special effects yeah they did i mean the 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 alien itself was fucking incredible looking yep it's still it holds up today the hr geiger thing is insane the artwork they literally took some surreal artwork from this really whacked out german dude yeah and they turned it into the most terrifying creature because it's not something you can negotiate with. You can no. even talk to Jason Voorhees and, and mention his mother, and he go cocks his head like a puppy. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know. But this is truly a silent, non-negotiable killer. 
And I love that about it. And that's yeah. it. There's, there's no. It's, it's there for one purpose. And but like you said, the chest bursting scene that was, uh, pretty incredible special effects for the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and it was just, it was amazing. And I fucking love that movie. The that, creature can kill you twice. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's got two different ways to kill you using two different organisms, but it's one ultimate. Mm-hmm. I think that was fascinating too. Is that? Oh yeah. Well, if I escape that thing in the in the air ducts. Oh wait a minute! I got impregnated. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah, even yeah. aware of it. Yeah, it was such a it was such a different radical idea of what an alien or anything could be. It was so out there that like, yeah. you've never seen anything before. And since then, they've been trying to mimic it, but you won't come. Uh, close. I don't know. I think the one in Spaceballs was better. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my honey. Just a little vaudeville on the yeah, way yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know there was somebody in that theater going, "Oh, yeah." yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I, when I, when I, I'm not gonna say it like that. When Melissa and I got pregnant, first time with our oldest, it, I sent her all the pictures of just face huggers uh, all day long. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I did that to you. Yeah. <laughs> but karma's a bitch, right? Yeah. yeah. Look inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys get to go home tonight. I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for me, like that's that's my pick. Like I think that just that's kicked off an entire genre of of horror and like space stuff, and just and went in a whole different direction. And people said, "Oh shit!" Sp- like we can do this whole space thing and make it whatever we want. It was and- a sci. It was a science fiction movie, and. You know, it was a sci-fi horror movie. Horror movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. I always think yeah. of it as a sci-fi movie more than a horror movie, I, but I, 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 I get what you're saying. The original was more horror. The rest of them were more sci-fi. Yeah. If, yeah. If and me, it, I mean, it was because well, you knew what the No one was. could That's hear right. you scream. Right. You know, and you're alone. On, there's nowhere to go. You're on that ship with that fucking crazy-ass fucking right. alien. And there's nowhere to go. So now we've two different movies, both in the 70s, claustrophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, no, play, yeah. That, that plays off something. That's pretty important. Mine, going chronologically, uh, 1982 was mine. Friday the 13th, part two. As we all know, Friday the 13th, the original was actually his mother just seeking revenge because yeah. the, the fucking lifeguards were horny and <laughs> yeah. the kid died. Get off the lawn, you yeah. kids. And that's a kid with an Kevin eye. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. And you know what? It's funny because you mentioned Kevin Bacon. Johnny Depp was going to be my second choice. And he's on in Elm Elm Street 1. But Elm Street 1 was following a template that was set by this. We had seen Halloween. We had seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But we didn't really see gory kills. That's the thing. And, And ultimately, even Michael Myers, who they've turned into this supernatural being, was still a dude. Yeah, and he was going after somebody for a purpose. And the original, it wasn't gory. He just, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. almost stealthy, right? The way he approached it, and he was after his sister and his sister alone. He didn't kill kids on the street that ran up to him. He let them run by, right? But in part two, when Jason's fully grown, he's wearing a sack on his head and all this other stuff. 
he takes an axe and hatchets a guy in a wheelchair at the top of a stairwell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was something awesome about that because now we've got the killer that doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he's inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was way ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. Jason Voorhees, progressive champion. Progressive yeah. champion. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> champion of human rights. I will say this though. <laughs> guy's got tons of triggers, though. <laughs> tons yeah. of triggers. Put, put that motherfucker on a rainbow flag. Yeah. <laughs> he does not segregate. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I love that. Now, I just mentioned earlier that you could get his head to turn when you mentioned his mom. So yeah. He's got his kryptonite. But ultimately, that guy said, this guy isn't bothering me and he's in a wheelchair. He's not a threat. And he said, nope, you're going to wear this axe wear this. in your face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're going to go humiliatingly down the steps backwards in a wheelchair. I don't even know how they pulled that off. Yeah. that's That movie had the budget of the show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they made this happen. But they did. And that's when, to me, the slasher movie shit got bad in the 80s because everybody was trying to copy it. Yeah, everybody was copying. Yeah. But I do enjoy the fact that they said this is a relentless, no mercy killer. And yeah, he's got supernatural powers. He's come back from the dead roughly 11 times. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. He's been to space as well. And that was yeah, a better movie than it got I, credit for. I liked that movie a lot. It was way better. Because I was like, this is going to be ridiculous. And I watched it. I was like, that's pretty damn good. Wow. Uh, it made fun of itself. No, it, yeah. It really I like, did. I enjoyed it. At one point, they had a, like a digital simulator. On the spaceship. Yeah. And yeah. so they said, oh, let's go to Crystal Lake, 1983. And it's just a bunch of girls stripping and fucking and smoking yeah, weed. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, he grabs a girl in a in a sleeping bag and bangs her against a tree. It's got to be 12 times. Yeah. And uh, just keeps cracking her in there. And then finally, he realizes he's in a simulation and he gets out. But he's just because that was girl merciless. Well, that was a playback to one of the earlier movies where yeah. he grabs the sleeping bag and whips the guy. He did it trip. once, yeah. But that's just it. This movie made fun of the whole franchise. Yeah, but this, what you're saying is this movie kind of turned that corner. It went from like that that scary stalker person to just a, a brutal monstrous killer, and that's that's yeah. what the '80s horror movies were like. Yeah. They were just like this outlandish, ridiculous, you know, like everybody's getting killed in ridiculous ways. I think it was preposterous at the end because it, they had gotten too powerful and there's no way to win. Right. Yeah. But I like, you know, and then in the 90s, Scream and how I know what you did last summer kind of humanized everything again. Yeah. There was a way to win. And that's right. what made it more fun. But I got to admit, when you could take a guy who's literally not going to hurt anything but your ankles in a wheelchair, yeah. you know, by wheeling into you and like giving you a flat tire on your flip flop. <laughs> Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You're in my way. Wear this face. And there's no reason when you introduced that that we should have all laughed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let him come get us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll just take down the ramp. Just, <laughs> you just stand at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Exactly. Like you just, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you like my deck? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't install an elevator. <laughs> It was an intelligent oh, point in there somewhere. But that would have been a better scene. He hatches him and then pushes him in the elevator and hits ground floor. Yeah. <laughs> Not less, double B. A little less dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. Matt, what do you got, brother? I had one one movie. It, it I A lot of people don't know it. 
I've seen it. And I th- this movie haunted me when I was younger. It came out in like '97. It was called the Garbage Vi- Pail Kids. <laughs> <laughs> that movie haunted me for different reasons. But um, no, this movie came out in about '97. It was called Event Horizon. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a great. And movie. It was yeah. um, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park and Lawrence Fishburne in it, yep. and it was kind of like uh, Prometheus. Um, which came out not that long ago on a yeah, spaceship no, yeah, in space, yeah. kind of bringing it back to that claustrophobia shit we were talking about before. But um, it was Prometheus before Prometheus, and it fucking it, it had this scene in it to where they have to go and get on this abandoned spaceship from a previous flight that... Yeah. Other yep. uh, other dudes had flown in or whatever, and they had to see what There's happened. Crew, it was a crew before. They, it was yeah. a crew before them, and they had to. They're trying to figure out what happened exactly, and they get on this ship, and they I don't. They have these crazy hallucinations when yeah. they're on this demon ship or whatever, and they have the. It, it, it's it's not really a horror movie. It's more of like a psychological thriller. But it gets pretty gruesome. Yeah, it, it does. does. And they have these hell scenes in it, yeah. they call it. And it's like quick flashes. The cinematography, it's like super quick flashes of like gore and like like almost, you were almost in hell. Subliminal, almost like a subliminal message. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I seen it when it came out. <laughs> and it fucking haunted me. You were me. like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, that's yep. It, that I remember that scene specifically and yeah. it fucking haunted I, me when I was a kid. I remember like I was I was in high school. Yeah, high school when this movie came out and I remember Kids that I knew were talking about this movie, like you gotta see this movie. It's fucking whacked. It was. It, it was a really good. It, well, it was. Movie, man. So the 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 basic premise, like you said, is this spaceship has been gone for years. Yeah. And just shows back up. So they send this crew out to take a look at it, and they figure they try to figure out what happened to it. And they're looking at like the ship's logs, and they had some videos. Yeah. I think that's what they're, they're watching the videos of what happened to the crew. Yeah. And it's like these quick clips of them just like slowly devolving into like demonic chaos yeah and they walk into certain parts of the ship and they they themselves have hallucinations yeah and it's i don't just the way they filmed it they do it like super quick like images like it's flashing like when you images it's like imagine if you blinked and as you blink you see something horrific that's how it was filmed yeah and it was incredible how they did it yeah. and i was like holy shit and it, that shit fucking stuck with me for years yeah. after that. I'm not a big horror movie guy, so that shit kind of fucked me up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to sleep. I remember, like, <laughs> after watching that as a kid, like, trying to sleep, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not sleeping for weeks. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, as a, as a kid, like, and I don't bring it, because, I mean, it's, like, I didn't... I think you were 40 when, when that movie came <laughs> out. <laughs> what year was it? 97. 97? It's the mid to late 90s, yeah. Holy shit. It got in yeah. on an AARP card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was already getting tired of going to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to calm down. You're already four years yeah, into yeah. your 401k. <laughs> you went to see it on a Sunday because there were still blue laws on the yeah, books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like there was movies like that that had an imp- like I talk about impact. I'm thinking in general for everybody. That's why I came came with the George thing. But like as a kid, that what terrified me was I saw the Evil Dead, 
Oh, the original? Right. Yeah. And I was a kid. I was probably about 11 or 12. I watched it with your dad. Yep. Right? At, at my mom. It was me, my mom, your dad, and I think your mom was there, too. Because that was at a time where, like, you go rent VCR tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we rented the VCR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's yeah. that's what Ray told you. Yeah, we rented it. Hey. Don't tell anyone where we rented it from. No, we used, and then we he had to, to take the boat out late at night and throw it into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, we used, yeah. we used to go. It was overdue. <laughs> yeah, like what? no one can ever know of this. Every once in a while, my mother, like, because at the time VCRs were still new, they were fucking. Like a foot tall and fucking, you know what I mean? So you'd have, so you had a and, crank on in the front of it to wind it up. Yeah. It was and like a, a microwave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can and, see Matt returning the tape. You didn't rewind it. Don't you ever talk to my kid that way. It had push buttons on it like a fucking tape like recorder. Ray and Auntie Laurie were watching it while Craig was pedaling a bike next to it to keep it moving forward. Yeah. Like, Wait, rewind. You had to stop and pedal backwards. I love that I'm picturing but, you as the house hamster. Yeah, yeah, but as a kid, I my mother used to do that once because at the time they were still like VCRs were like fucking a thousand dollars. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but but there was a place near the near the house that would rent the they would rent you a VCR for the weekend for like twenty five bucks and you would get a couple of movies with it. You yeah. know, so my mother would do that and we'd watch movies. And I remember they would get movies for us and then they they would get. Think like the movies, Evil Dead, their movies for their movies, yeah. And then I would either sneak out and watch them, or I would watch them while they were still in, uh, in bed in the morning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'd put it in and watch it, you know. And I remember we watched the Evil Dead, and I was fucked up. I I fucking slept with light on for about a year and a half. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I could not fucking sleep with lights off in the room. I could wow. not do it. Because every time the lights were off, I felt like I was in a gray, dingy cabin for some reason. You were. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and it was it was just fucked up, Accurate. and I couldn't for years. I couldn't. I, it was about a year and a half. I had to sleep with the light on. Wow, it was fucked. Freddy Krueger had that same effect on me, and we talked about this a lot on here. He was the one, like as much as I liked the Jason movies, and because I just loved the the purity of the kill. Yeah, yep. Freddy was the first supernatural guy at least the first mass media one yeah he could get you where you were at your most vulnerable when you were out of you were sleeping you couldn't control what happened and he had a personality he wasn't wasn't in the physical world he was he was in the dream world but he crossed (laughs) over because when there was blood on the ceiling when he killed you know whatever her name was beth or whatever yeah and then when he killed Johnny Depp, he pulled him into the bed and that blood shot up. Yeah. And yeah. that's when, uh, this is only a handful of years after Friday the 13th, and all yeah. of a sudden everybody's like, wow, this is a whole different way to scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because this guy's going to get you when he's most vulnerable. And yeah, I used to fall asleep. I wasn't afraid of my closet. I was afraid of my eyelids. You know, and that that was bad. It and that was- the cool thing was, though, he was the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger of horror movies. With the one-liners, you know I mean? oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, and all those like oh, cool three. fucking yeah, just all cool one-liner like, all fucking his shit. Hands or needles, and he's like, "Let's get high." Yeah, like yeah. shit like that. Shit like it was that. great stuff. That was great Dude, stuff. That that's how I felt with um, the Exorcist. Yeah, and I watched the Exorcist. I it was a similar situation to what Craig's talking about. Is my parents were watching it, and I happened to come up the stairs and 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 was like. Looking through the fucking, 
looking through the fucking... Yeah, like, what's going on? Well, yeah, the balusters yeah. the stairs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The balusters the stairs walk, and I'm like... And that fucking bitch it, walked I'm down like, the what? stairs backwards. The backwards you, crab yeah. walk. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what did it but for But that didn't make the original cut. That, yeah, that but, was not in the original no, cut. That, that was the scene that did it for me in, in set a precursor for my entire life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't like horror movies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That backwards crab walk down the stairs. I don't know. There's something so well, start- unnatural about it. And I was like, nope. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't like that. No, please funny. let me stand on a broom 70 feet above a tree with a power saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would yeah. rather do that. Yeah. I really would. But don't you dare do gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck that- those flexible bitches that was give funny. me death on a stick that yeah. was funny because they did that and then you didn't see that forever and then in the 2000s horror movies started doing that stuff yeah the um the contorted bodies moving the ring started and then that the, shit the ring with with the the jerky the quick jerky movement yeah and then the oh yeah like she's the, over there you know, and then she's here and then yeah. she's here yeah but even that the quick like jerky like even the yeah. slow scenes like they were jerky like they're and it was creepy as fuck. Yeah, you think yeah. society would have responded? They've made little girls as scary as possible, and yet pedophiles still exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think Hollywood has done its part? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to jail now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they mainly go for boys anyway. <laughs> I'd like to know the ratio. Oh, a religious talk now. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, but we should come to a consensus. That was always the, the, the yeah. crux here. So let's not even say best because best is too uh, ambiguous. Let's talk about what was do you think was the most important horror scene? I think Matt may have introduced it at the end. The Exorcist. I think the crab walk thing. Nobody had ever seen anything like that, yeah. much less in the context of, yeah. a, of a human child. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, we've seen monsters. We never saw a human turn into one. The only thing I hate about that movie is that she does the one eighty neck turn. Yeah. That I had Manny do earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know. The, he had that, a lot more skin to stretch. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like a, a BMX bike with a rotor. <laughs> <laughs> the gyro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I got a problem with that movie because, yes, she was a little girl possessed by a demon, but when that kid woke up. Her neck had to fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She should have been fucking dead the instant that yeah. thing left her body. That was the only yeah, that was implausible. The, the, head turn, the head turn, it was creepy at the time, but it was, I think that would have, if they left that part out and did the, the other stuff was just enough, because that made it a little over the top. Like, oh, her head spun completely around. Now she's still going to be alive and shit, you know? Yeah, I think. Because like you said, you were playing on an actual human person. She was yeah, possessed. Yeah. I think you if know, you asked anybody what your movie mother sucks cocks in hell, yeah, yeah but like, goddamn, like, but I don't think, <laughs> but she sucks cocks in the car, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't, I honestly, I don't think you were thinking about that at the time, no, like a no, realism, no, no, shock no, value, no, but, shock after, value. but yeah. think about it. What do we do to movies? We stop and then we talk about them after. Yeah, yeah. I can't even in 1974. Somebody said, wait a minute. <laughs> that girl's head went up completely around. She ain't right. Yeah. yeah, like she's not the next day going. Oh, I'm I'm a little tired. Oh, my yeah. neck hurts. Yeah. But if, if <laughs> I think I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone if you asked them which movie set the bar for horror movies. I think The Exorcist is at the top of everyone's list. Yeah, yeah. Whether no, it's the number yeah. one or not, like the, I don't think anyone's going to argue the fact that Exorcist set kind of set, set the set tone, set the bar yeah. for 
for creepy factor, scary, whatever it was. And intellect, like, and not not so much intellectual. It was but, smart. Uh, smart. It was a smart movie. Yeah. It, and it was yeah. there was a build up to it too. It wasn't it was, just like ah, oh, we're right into it. It wasn't a it wasn't a bullshit. Let's do this. Let's do that and make it scary. It got ripped there off was a great, so many times. That's what it I'm was, saying. It was like, a yeah. great story. It was a well written movie. We don't have yeah all the other stuff great that book, you enjoy. By the way, we don't yeah, have yeah. smart horror movies without The Exorcist. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. but that wasn't even a killing scene. That's the only reason I'm leaning towards excluding it. All right. All right, so if we're going to talk about killing scene, then I think... Becky from Birdemic, Shock and Terror. <sighs> Shut up. She was just going to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that All right. was it. Jaws is out. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty by association. That's you know out. what said? You were going to win, too. <laughs> you stupid fucking prick. I said it to you on the text. I'm going to say it to you now. Fuck you in that fucking movie. <laughs> I made my niece watch it. <sighs> I want you to swallow gasoline. Load up. Yeah. I won't watch it. I'll give you the three fifty eight a gallon to load up what's left will of you your fragile dri- veins. Will you watch me drive there that slowly fill up my tank in <laughs> twenty uh, minutes? I'll yeah. I'll film every last minute of your death if you never mention that fucking movie again. It's so goddamn bad. I'm embarrassed I was a part of this. Uh, Consensus. I'm going to stick by mine just because of what it did for horror movies and creating the mindless killers. Mm. Yeah, and it was that was a, that was a good one, and and all. I mean, I'm like I, I mean, obviously there's a little bias, but I'm going to stick by mine. But I'm sticking by mine because I think it had the biggest impact. You know, and it, that was my thing. Is it actually stopped a fucking entire society from wanting to go in the water? Yeah. You no, know? it did. And I honestly, I have no basis of <laughs> horror movies, so I'm going to stick by mine because it's just the yeah. title is the Nobody best one was. Nobody wants to circle black holes anymore. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, just, I, uh, I uh, <laughs> no, wow. no, honestly, I I have, I like I said, I'm not a big horror movie guy. I just am... I'm referencing the shit that stuck with me yeah, when I was young. Yeah, it, it, you know what I mean? And, and it was a good movie. It's it, a great movie. It, and I, it I would scary. No, I would recommend seeing Event Horizon, that movie. I honestly it's would because you know it's realized? a good movie. I got I to gotta recommend this now. We should have done this differently. We should have done it by decade. Because that's I, fair. And now I think you have different se- styles of movies in every decade, and, can, and yeah. each one brought a level of extremity, for lack of a better term. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the eighties were the pinnacle of horror movies. Horror movies as in the escapist 80s. fun. Yeah, horror movies in the eighties were just like hair metal music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was they like were, big it was and hats. loud and it was like ridiculous. Eating Doritos and saying you had dinner. Yeah, you know, yeah. that yeah. was it. I, you, they got more yeah. cerebral in the nineties. Craig is confused by that statement. I'm good, <laughs> good. I know I used like two commas. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I used random commas. Yes, you did. Yeah. You do and letters <laughs> and spacing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be. I, I'm. I feel like I'm the tiebreaker. I I like. We all said one, one, one. I know, but I'm, like I haven't said mine yet, and I, I'm, I'm hearing it. And I think the opening scene in Jaws, like Craig said, it had a big impact on society. Yeah. But I also think the Friday the Thirteenth movie changed the way horror movies were made after that. So yeah. if we're talking about horror movies and impact, I'm with Brad. If we're talking about just impact in general, I'm with Craig. Yep. So that would be my tiebreaker. 
That's interesting because I was actually yeah. going to lean his way because I love Jaws so much. Jaws is a fantastic but movie. But I, yeah. I have to talk about the fact that the sequels, every, now everybody knew. Everybody knew it was under the water. Then it became a question of how. Yeah. So the suspense of the silent killer wasn't there. We've seen the shark. We've seen how big it is. We've seen how big its spawn is. We've seen it go after Lugasa Jr. at SeaWorld. <laughs> We've seen it chase one family down the United coast of the United yeah, yeah, States to the Bahamas, the Bahamas yeah. <laughs> and chase Michael Caine. So yeah, it was less suspenseful as time went on. Yeah, I still think Jason has the ability to scare you. You know he's out there, but the question is how. I, I'm not. It's not so much Jason for me, like himself. It's more so like what he did for the genre. Because from that point, it went to gore and jump scares and all sorts of other directions. Yeah, Be, and like that's what movie. That's where the movie. Movies went from there. Yeah, yeah, but Jason, Jason is horror. Jason Jaws too, is, is a suspense. Don't you I'll, think? No, I'll, I mean, I'll agree with that. I still call Jaws a horror movie. I still because, think it is too. Yeah, and but, you, you still I, say heroin, so I, you're out of. <laughs> no, but but I but I understand the suspense thing, like the the suspense. Yeah. Tag, I'm just shocked that, that you didn't pronounce the movie Juice. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a whole different discussion here. Jawas. Jawas. <laughs> Dreyfus puts on the wrong tank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's funny. We, me and Craig get most of the flack for saying the obnoxious shit, but Dave is the one. Dave is the worst. Dave, I on. But at, by far, the most edited person on this show. <laughs> <laughs> on gas-related comments alone. Gas and shoes. <laughs> Any edits? Yeah, Dave. I got four. Yeah. Five. <laughs> I may have said, I want to kill my boss (laughs) (laughs) this way. (laughs) All right, boys, what do you say? Are we ready to wrap it up into the tree? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Again, one more time in the middle. Absolutely fantastic job with these stories. You know what? Three was great last year. Four was better this year. I uh, had a great time doing it. We're not doing a roundup tonight because you know what? You don't need any more nah. content from us tonight. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping because you do need that. So if you're new here, reach out at ntspod at gmail.com and we'll try to get you on the show. Stop even focusing on the tripod. Just do it. <laughs> uh, if not, comment and subscribe over at needlesstopodcast.com. The site got yet another update this week. Now, I mentioned a few weeks ago we're on Amazon. The Alexa icon is there, so you can literally listen while getting recipes and cooking your dinner. Nice. Uh, if that is too public for you, check us out on social media, on Twitter at NTS underscore podcast, on Facebook at NTS no underscore podcast, and on Instagram where Dave is still emotionally fat <laughs> at all lowercase, needless to say, podcast. <laughs> You know what? Uh, we had too many great stories tonight. I don't know what to do, but Craig, could you mumble us through an exit? Needless to say, we said it.